Welcome to our final wrap-up roundtable for Big Brother Canada 7. I'm your host, Taryn Armstrong, and with me today is Brent. How are you doing, Brent? Taryn, I really should have the shade sunglasses on because I am recovering after that Survivor finale that we all saw happen. I, it was like, it was, honestly, and I think so many people shared this sentiment, it was like a bad dream. And I did think you had it said best on Twitter where you were like, I just hope that this shows people that just because something is a spectacle and unpredictable doesn't make it good. (laughs) And that is definitely true because uh, it wasn't good. But uh, something that was interesting and good was the Big Brother Canada 7 finale. And we have gotten some more information on it since then and some of the people and in their interviews. And we're here to talk about that shit. Yes, uh, don't don't worry. We will not be touching on Survivor tonight. You don't have to worry about spoilers or anything like that. Uh, however, if you are interested in uh, in some Survivor talk, we uh, we might go on Twitch after the podcast for an after show. So uh, stay tuned if you're interested in that Survivor talk. But also with us tonight is Melissa. How you doing, Melissa? I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm a little disappointed that we. I don't feel like we have any additional information after the finale. And I feel like it's been that way for the past couple of finales, um, which is kind of unfortunate because they always want to hear, you know, I-, I just want more afterwards. And I feel like we end the season being like, okay, well, we're going to come back for a round table and we'll have way more information by then. And every time it's like, I just feel like we're like, okay, cool. What have we learned since then? Oh, nothing. So I'm a little upset because I really was hoping for a lot more like interviews and a lot more. I guess it's a little much to ask to have like a week out from the finale. People already be able to like reflect on their games and be like, okay, here's what I did wrong. Here's what I did right. But like, come on, I want that reflection already. So whatever, (laughs) we'll be able to talk about stuff, I guess. Yes, I will say I do feel like with this season in particular, as opposed to, for instance, last season on Big Brother Canada 6, uh, where uh, I felt like the jury decision was very surprising. And there were a lot of questions that we had for a lot of the members of the show uh, of the season. Uh, This season, things were a little more straightforward in my eyes. I feel like there aren't a lot of unanswered questions left to ask. That said, I have already spoken to Adam and Sam. Uh, I I got an interview with them. I talked to them last night, which uh, actually ate into my Survivor finale viewing time. But that's all right. Um, So that will be coming out hopefully very soon. And I am talking with Dane tomorrow. uh, So we'll get that in. And I'm also uh, in communications with Anthony to get uh, an interview with him as well to talk about everything everything that went down so we will be getting some interviews soon some more long form stuff uh but uh but like i said i feel like this is going to be more detail oriented things than than like uh let's solve the mystery of like what happened because i think we saw what happened right yeah we saw what happened go ahead see i i it's not about like okay like i guess it's not about like oh we don't know it's that they don't know and i want to see them (laughs) react to it like 
for example, Taryn, I was yelling at my computer when I was watching you interview Kira because Kira was like, no, all the moves I made were for like, I made them myself. And I no, it wasn't Anthony that influenced me. It was all me. I wanted you to turn to them and be like, well, then why did you make moves that were against your own self-interest? Like, why did you do that then? If it wasn't for Anthony, then like, why? And I like was yelling at my screen being like, you got to push her or push them hard because that's what I want to know is like, why did they do that stuff then? Like, you know, if yes, they, Go ahead. They, the thing is, is that they're sitting there like, no, no, Anthony didn't control me. And like, you know, I did all this stuff on my own. And it's like, well, then, but why then? Because why would you go against Adam? Like, Adam was the one person who was like wanting to keep you around. Mar- Mark was someone who was interested in keeping you around. And instead you go and you're like, I'm a, I'm a loyal Anthony soldier. It's just. Melissa, just I can give you their exact answer in that moment if you want. And I think you know what their answer would be, right? Like what they would say is what they've already said, which is, well, I put Adam on the block because I was trying to get Dane out. And I knew that Adam would use the veto on Dane. And yeah, the problem then say, was. Then you say. Then you say, but Adam was your only ally in the game at that point in time. Why did you, why would you and risk why blindside Yes, why and why blindside your only blindsided. ally? Why not talk to Adam and be like, look, this is who I want to get out. And either you're going on the block or you're not, but this is what's going to happen. And, and, and it just, it doesn't, it and they would have said, so- Adam was not an ally. He was planning on cutting me. He was working with the pretty boys. He was loyal to them. Say, and okay, I blindsided so him because I wanted to make good TV. You say, so is Anthony an ally? Like, I just, I know. No, I never saw Anthony as an ally. I saw that he was trying to manipulate me, but I was making my own decisions. No. 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 See how quickly this becomes frustrating in a 10 minute interview? Well, it becomes frustrating. I know, but it's it's frustrating for sure. But it's just like, I'm not saying because you're not willing to cross that bridge into being a little bit confrontational. I'm not, this isn't coming for Taryn Day. No, no, no. Taryn did a great job with the interviews, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm just saying, like, for all the other interviews as well, it was like, They'd be like, they'd talk to Kara and be like, well, were you upset that people viewed you as a weak player when really you were a strong player? It's like, no, they they weren't like, don't sit there and be like, you were a strong player, blah, blah, blah. Like they were not a strong player. And like, and it's totally cool if they like recognize like, hey, look, like I screwed up my game. But like, and everyone's like, yeah, but they, but they got to the final three then, didn't they? And it's like, yeah, but they were never going to win. Like, it's just, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, my my question to Kira was, did you recognize how much influence Anthony had over your decisions? And Kira's answer was, no, they were my decisions. Uh, A long long way of saying uh, no was was the answer, in my opinion. (laughs) I will say though, they were they were very, very sweet and very nice to talk to. And I I feel like uh, I I hope that, you know, having watched the season, they will have a a more sort of uh, bird's eye view of what happened and uh and even if they don't you know it's it's not our job to 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 yell at them for it if they don't want to uh to oh to face God. the the fire um well, look, i don't think that any go i don't think we think we need to like hate on them or like say that they're bad people where i think kira is a great person from what i've seen on the feeds and whatever like i don't have any issues with them like at all it's just that like i want people to recognize when they made a mistake in their game and like and and I not in like a we need to yell at them sort of way, but just in a way where it's like, hey, do you recognize that you made mistakes, though? Right. You recognize you didn't play a good game, though. Right. Like, I don't know. It's just I, I I get frustrated when after the season's over, like 
like a lot of the interviews are just very like pandering to them and just like, oh, great job. I know it's like whatever, everyone's celebrating. And that's why that's why these initial interviews are never really interesting to me. It's always like the after the fact when they've like seen the season, they know what's going on. They know like how they were portrayed and stuff like that. Then they can kind of explain certain things that I was missing, like the pieces in the puzzle that now need to be filled in. But, uh, you know, whatever. It's it, fine. <laughs> it's not fine. No, it's not fine. Because I can tell from your voice that it's not fine. Uh, <laughs> so like, I, I, have a, I do have an instance where uh, I, I was... Uh, I was hoping that you would push Anthony further, Taryn, when he said, and this is not coming for him at all. This is, but this is being real. Like, okay, we're not in the house anymore, Anthony. You don't have to talk politically speaking. You, you know, you can, you can actually be real. You can be loyal to the soil for a moment because he said, well, you know, in reference to why he didn't get any jury votes, when people go into the jury house, especially the first people in the jury house, you know, they begin to form their own narrative of what's happening in the season. And, they don't have all the information. And I'm like, I just wanted Taryn to say, you're talking about Sam. Like, let, let, yeah. let, let, let's talk T. You're talking about Sam. Like, let's, mm-hmm. it's, let's get it out there. You got to think for Sam. And if you didn't know that Anthony had a thing for Sam, Adam and Sam found out that Anthony had a thing for Sam when they started watching the episodes back. In fact, last night, if you guys watch on their Instagram and their Twitter, they post on their Twitter. I think somebody else posted on their Twitter that they were pissed at Anthony, like not just like kind of mad. They were pissed at Anthony for some of the things that he has had to say about Sam uh, in the big brother house and the way he was plotting. Like, I don't even think they, it, it has dawned on Sam and Adam until this point that Anthony and Dane were literally plotting against Sam from the word go. Like, I think we started the podcast. We covered the round table talking about Sam and how she could literally be out the door. That's why her score never got above, you know, what four, I think, even though she was a you know, relatively great player. I mean, you know, when you combine everything, TV strategy, like ability, all of that to me, but there was, it was like, she was flying by the seat of her pants. Taryn, she was lucky. She made the jury. <laughs> like let's be yeah, real I, t- I talked to her about that and i and th- they they she actually tweeted that out shortly after i spoke to them uh in, in in my interview and i did tell them that they were plotting from from the very beginning and, and quite a lot um so lot. Uh, i'm sure that like was on was their mind all but yeah they're just now finding mm-hmm. out just how much their pretty boys were talking behind their back i think that it, it's honestly a bit of a rude awakening it's one thing to hear about it yeah, they were talking, they were trying to get your girl out. But now that he's out of the house and he's with his girl, Adam, I'm talking about, I don't think it's going to be so easy for him to watch. And they even said that they turned off the show. Like, they they literally stopped watching because they, they quote, didn't want to go to bed angry, which, oh my God, they already sound like a married couple. <laughs> well, they did. Yeah, they did. They've gotten, I think, about three-fourths of the way through, and they have been enjoying the season up until that point. I'm very curious to know what it was exactly that set them off. Um, I'm sure it had something to do in an episode where Anthony talked about Sam in particular, but... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be curious to know uh, exactly what that was. Um, but uh, I, I think it was more like a personal thing <clears throat> that he said than the fact that he had been going after her for a while, because uh, yeah. they definitely knew uh, not, not necessarily the entire extent of that, but uh, but they knew uh, a lot of it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see for sure. <clears throat> what's so what's the number one thing that you have uh, heard or said since the finale, Taryn, that surprises you, if anything. 
Um, I think that, uh, you know, I talked to Adam and Sam about this a little bit that, uh, that they really do think that, that Adam probably would have won if it had been him versus Dane. Um, that Sam was working pretty hard in the jury house from what I hear. And, uh, she had Corey on board. She had Damien on board. Um, and then Mark was there too. And so it, it really was looking like, uh, that, that Adam might, might be able to take that win if he was up there next to Dane, which makes it all the more uh, good on Dane for being able to take Adam out when he did. And that was so amazing, Melissa, that he was able to take him out because remember he had two competitions. All he had to do is win one of them. Yeah. I really thought I thought okay, for sure Adam was a shoe in to win at mm-hmm. least one of them. And then when he lost them both, man, I'm like, that was your game. That's totally. tough to take. Totally. I think that like that I thought for sure Adam and I and I thought Dane as well. I thought it was going to end up being the two of them because I figured no one could beat them. And I just thought that that was that, and they were going to get to the end. Well, and, you're uh, part right. No one could partly beat partly right, but <laughs> unfortunately, uh, not fully, not fully. Yeah. Also, Adam said that in that veto competition, uh, that uh, that what we saw that setback that that we saw where he couldn't yeah. find the card that cost him like ten minutes, and if he had not dropped that card, uh, that he only lost by four minutes. So. What a oh, difference. Wow. wow. Interesting. Cool. Well, yeah, man, what could have been, man? That's that's life. You know, I, yeah. I always think about Vanessa in BB 17 and the Johnny Mac Dennis question. You know, she says, A, Steve says, B, it's B, you know, whatever. Like, I, you know, that's like literally flipping a coin for $500,000. Man, come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, but, but it really, again, I, there wasn't a ton that was that surprising to me other than, uh, Sam saying that SD might've been a vote for Adam over Dane. Uh, Adam, Adam was like, I don't know. I don't know. But Sam seemed like, uh, she thought that it was, it was definitely possible. Um, Corey, I guess was with each person coming into the jury house, getting more and more upset with Anthony. Um, that's a problem. Can yes. we talk about that? Like, I mean, that other than all the votes that came during the finale i think this is the one that surprised me the most that she was so bitter to anthony but you know looking back on it i'll doom tribe in the chat i'll give you credit because you you did warn me about you know anthony's and his inability to win the jury vote and i was really poo-pooing you along the way but even i didn't see how little he was doing uh, preparing his jurors for Mm -hmm. the eventual finale uh, he really needed to come clean with her in a goodbye message or something and yeah. give her a little bit of the tea like, you know, hey, I've in some sort of a way, I've been using you uh, to let her know. Because what happens is he didn't say anything and his goodbye message was heartfelt. And it was true. Like, like between you, you, we know that he was fighting for her, but she doesn't know that. She doesn't know what to believe. So then when she goes to the jury house, every person that's coming in saying how Anthony was messy her and molding her and it was his hoh and of course she's taken aback by that and goes well, what the f anthony like uh like finesse me now what she's in the finale a g- great moment for her i thought it was a little you know whatever but <laughs> it, it, it made her look a little small in my eyes but it was a great moment with the crowd um but uh, that's man you jury management is a really big thing and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, I know that we can get a little bit in the in the mud or in the weeds talking about jury management, but this is a classic instance of somebody who was a vote for you, who you literally, with your actions, turned into a vote against you because of your inability to prepare them for life in the jury house and being an advocate for you. 
that was like to me the number one biggest mistake that he made especially considering she goes into the jury house knowing that she was used by anthony and has warm feelings for him then it's sam for dane Corey for anthony and then there's an there's an yeah then there's an agenda between the two of them and so when pete esty and damien are coming into the jury house they could be swayed one way or the other but when both of them are on the same side it's really hard to fight against that and i think that's why we got a seven to zero vote one, yeah, I one. think it's tricky because, yeah, like he, he knew how to control people when they were in front of him in the house. But then the second they would leave, it was kind of like, OK, well, out of sight, out of mind. Now they're gone. And, you know, they're just going to figure it out or whatever. And he just he didn't like set it up properly. He kind of set himself up for failure by just like just being like, OK, well, they're out of the game. See ya, you know, and not really preparing the goodbye messages like Adam did. I mean. Adam's goodbye messages were the most impressive to me um, this season, in my opinion. He uh, Every goodbye message, I felt, was better than the last in terms of giving details, telling who was in the, in the alliance, being also heartfelt about it um, so he wasn't just like rubbing it in people's faces. I, I just thought he did a great job with goodbye messages and people should learn from that. Anthony was a lion. He controlled everything in front of him, but as soon as they he lost sight of them, they were free. Uh, Dane, he was like a hawk. Yeah, he could see everything at all times. Uh, one one thing that, uh, that Sam told me was that during the questions at the finale, uh, Corey did lean over and say something along, I can't remember the exact wording, but said something along the lines of uh, huh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Like, like Anthony was actually swaying her in the moment uh, during the questioning. Um, and uh, Sam said that for sure, if Anthony had more time, he he probably could have been been able to swing Corey back over well, to that his makes me side. Feel sad because uh, you know you went to the finale, Taryn, with Matt Lagory, and you you felt like it was rushed. I felt like it was rushed on television, but I'm like, well, maybe it was just edited to be that way. But apparently not so. And dude, this is a taped show. Like they could spend like they could spend 10, 15 more minutes with these people and you know let them ask the questions that they need to and just cut out the questions that are important. That's all you need to do. That's all you need to do. Just give them 15 more minutes. Yeah. The problem is, like I said before, that Big Brother Canada, from what I saw, they're exactly like the price is right. When I went to the price is right, they they tape, tape to live is what they call it, where they're taping at about the same pace of the live show so it feels when you're in studio like it's a live show and they're going at that pace but it's not really so they're to be honest they're just being kind of lazy like they could edit the show in that instance and you know and it, like it's literally Taryn you're a video editor it's literally like cut 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 like all you have to do is cut out the questions it's that easy and they just seem unwilling to do it I'm hoping maybe we can get that changed in, in the future but I don't oh, hold your breath that that is my biggest pet peeve with Big Brother is the finale episodes are just so terrible. They build up the season for so long. They've got, you know, you have 90 whatever days in the house. Well, for Big Brother US at least. Yeah. And, you know, it's all and then some of the episodes are just so boring. Like, you know, they do a whole recap episode where we've already seen it and they add literally nothing new. And it then just to rush along the finale as if it's garbage. Um, and if, as if like, it doesn't even matter who the winner is because 
you know, all we're going to do at the end is just, you know, throw confetti in their face and, and then, then have the credits roll. You know, it's like they, I, it's just unfortunate how it's just treated so terribly at the end. Well, and then they, Taryn, they do such a good job with the debrief the next day when they literally have all the house guests on stage. Of course, it isn't the, the best thing that I would like for them to do, but it is, it's a really good appetizer of, of what I think could you know, begotten from the Big Brother Canada coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who didn't watch the debrief, it was the next day with uh, Arissa, and Arissa was there with a gentleman. I can't remember his name, but he's a fan of the show and he hosts it sometimes. Um, and they have all the house guests there, yeah. um, and they and they you know were asking them questions. My the most cringy moment was when this girl in the audience asked them to sing the Oh My God song, and it's like nine a.m. in the morning. And I'm like, Oh my God! <laughs> like, I don't do it. Don't do it. Um. Other than that, though, I, I, I thought, like that they did that. Uh, I mean, yeah. not, not the singing, but I like that they do the debrief thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, I think that they, we definitely need that for Big Brother US. Like, I mean, come on. It's so easy to do. They're already there. They're still under contract. Just like put them in a room together and ask them some questions. I don't yeah, know. It's so Kennedy, nice, especially like when they ask about other jury votes. Like they asked, hey, if it was Kira versus Anthony and the jury, it was like six to one or something. Um, oh. And and I, to this day, I, you know, I was just helping out Steve with uh, with his list of like how season outcomes would have changed if the if the other person had won part three, the final at three HOH. And I was like, I mean, I think Godfrey beats Ashley in the jury vote and that's a very controversial take and I went back to the debrief uh, the morning show after Big Brother Canada 3 where they polled the jury and it was a 5 to 4 vote for uh, for Godfrey to win and it's like that is such great information to have to be able to pull back on that's just so much more unreliable when you wait longer and you ask people individually and all of this stuff so uh, I, I really enjoy that they do it that was so bad, though, when they were like, oh, who would have voted for Adam? And But they had it on a close-up, and they were like, yes. oh, wow. And you couldn't see who that was, was the worst. Yeah, That I was, was like, the worst. Oh, I was so mad. We need a wide. Because it was like, literally, you could only see like three people. In it, and then you hear Arissa going like, oh, wow, okay. And I was like, but what is the answer? Who would have voted for Adam? What yeah. is it? But uh, yeah, I was like, pull back. But, I was literally screaming. <laughs> I know. I was like, I want to know. But, oh, well, we, we'll have to ask Arissa, I guess. Like, Arissa. I, for, I forgot to I forgot to ask. I mean, like like I said, uh, you know, Adam and Sam were, were, were fairly convinced that, that Adam had it. So I, I, I feel like Adam if that number had been in favor of Dane, then they would have said so. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's true. They already seen that. They know. Yes. Uh, so that very interesting stuff there. Um, anything else that we should talk about uh, from the season? I mean, you know, just from the finale, from uh, what happened. Uh, I really did enjoy that for that final part of the final three HOH competition. Um, it was very cool looking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll just say this really quickly that I don't I don't know that I hold as much animosity or, or whatever you want to call it towards Kira, because they haven't seen the uh, season yet. They don't know. So for you know, Melissa, and I'm not and I just, I, I don't want you to feel like I'm coming for you on this. Like I hear where you're coming from about Kira, but on the other hand, it's their experience. Like they experienced Anthony, like incepting them into these ideas from, so from their recollection, it's like, Oh, I did come up with that idea. 
Like, ah, that was my decision. Yeah, no, I, I mean, realize that Anthony was literally like sprinkling little like, I know what you're going to do if I tell you this, you know, that kind of thing. No, I have no animosity towards Kira either at all. I just, I, I just always w- wish when I'm watching the interviews that the interviewer would like push them on things and like get the to the heart of it. But at the same time, like if I was interviewing them, who knows if I would actually do that or if I'd just be like, cool things. Next question, you know, like I don't know if I would, but from when I'm sitting in my own house in the comfort of my own home, of course, I'm going to armchair quarterback it and be like, Hey, ask this question. Why aren't you asking this follow-up? You know, but it, uh, no animosity towards Kara at all. Like Kara seems like a fine, great person from what I've seen. Um, it's just that like, I, I always want to be like, but why? Why'd you do that? Well, it, I, it's. I mean, I'll just say this: like, you know, this is no shade at Taryn, but uh, it's hard to do follow-up journalism. I mean, it really is. Oh, like, totally. Like when you're asking somebody a question and they have a narrative of their own, it is so hard to, uh, not impossible, but difficult to ask a question in a way where you don't sound like a total bitch uh, when you're trying to push back on what it, you obviously see as fiction from their answers (laughs) yeah no i mean honestly like not to like give taryn too much props but i really did uh i thought he did such a great job in terms of being able to keep a conversation going with these interviews i feel like i would be like stuck or, or i'd have to like you know look down at notes or something to like figure out what i wanted to talk about next but i felt like the conversations flowed so naturally i was very impressed good job taryn for those of you for those of you who have watched RuPaul's Drag Race over the past week, uh, in reference to Terrence's interviews, I'll just say, meh. <laughs> Taryn, I'll say more than meh. I'm sorry. I was, I was, it was just a little joke there, Taryn. There's a, there's a little, you don't watch Drag Race, and you were obviously traveling, but there was a lip sync that happened. It was a really terrible lip sync on the show. For the first time in 11 seasons, RuPaul ended it with meh. Like that, because it was literally so bad. So uh, it's, become a, it's become a bit of a meme or a meme, as the show would say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Kennedy Davenport. Oh, boy. Okay, well, uh, so, I mean, I, I, I people are, are asking me more about uh, my experience. I think I, I, I told you most of the experience uh, from Toronto when I talked about it on the finale night uh, if, from Toronto. Um, I don't remember if I talked about... Uh, you know, being being in the backyard, I did get a chance to talk with with Adam and I uh, I I did get to tell him about Matt Hoffman and how he had been watching along and following uh, the uh, the season and the pretty boys. And Adam was like uh, was like a kid in a candy. He was so ex- he was like, oh, my Matt Hoffman. Dane, did you hear that? Did you hear that, Dane? Matt Hoffman watched us. Uh, it was it was so fun. It was so good. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I ruined that moment. I'd planned on using it uh, later <laughs> with Dane, um, but I and I, so I didn't have it recorded in any way. Uh, so when I brought it up to Dane later, it was like, "Oh yeah, cool," because you already told me. Um, well, yeah, all you have to do to get a reaction out of Dane is telling the Tiger Woods won the match. Yes, that was that was when he really went off the rails. Yeah, well, we I was talking to Adam, and all of a sudden Dane was just like, "Yes, yes, that's my boy." And I was like, "What is happening?" Tiger Woods. <laughs> um, yeah, they that was a that pretty video. funny video where they, yeah, where they found out uh, the various things that had occurred or whatever. Like they did the true or false. It was mm. like, did this happen? Did this not happen? I thought that was great. It was literally like 
I thought it was really funny because it was Adam like was they the got them all wrong. Well, Adam, Adam, yeah. was, pretty Adam good. was pretty good. Yeah, most of them were pretty wrong. <laughs> yes, uh, I did also get a, a picture with the final four. That was very nice um, in front of the house. We did get a chance to go into the house. I, I sat in one of the final two chairs. Um, it was very fun. All that stuff was great. Uh, the next day we did. Uh, I went to the, um, the chorus building. I got a chance to interview the final three. It was great sitting down with them. Uh, it was it was very it was, you know, they were bringing people in, pulling them out. Uh, so it was a little difficult to, uh, you know, get everything set up and, and get get everything uh, working. And and it was also like, I don't know how much time I have with each person. So uh, I did my best. I thought I thought it, I thought it went pretty well. I, I really enjoyed the experience. Uh, they were all really, really great to talk to. Um, and I had, had a good time talking to each of them. And then. Uh, yeah, thank you, you got to spend time with all the Big Brother Canada alumni as well. Yes. Uh, then uh, Kevin Kevin uh, gave me the the invite to the Airbnb, the the podcast house of Big Brother Canada, uh, where he was hanging out with uh, Bruno and Bobby and uh, Maddie and and Ali and Ashley, Ashley and Paris. And can we talk about that real quick? Did you like uh, Ashley? Girl looks amazing. But she does look different to me. Like, does she have work done, or does she just change her hair? Or I think her hair's just a different color. She's just gotten older. I mean, also, she's good, not I mean, in a, a house way. anymore. Oh well, yeah, that's true. But like, but Ashley definitely looked. She amazing. dyed. She dyed her hair dark, right? Yeah. Didn't she? Yeah. Yeah, 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 but I like so her face to me looks a little bit different. Maybe she's just doing her makeup. Like I like after watching Drag Race. Um, I RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm talking about. I really see how makeup like. Even like subtle changes or the way you shape things can really change your overall shape. So, totally. uh, yeah. And so can hair color too. Yeah, yeah. for real. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she, uh, the, uh, all, of, all of the women in that house, extremely beautiful. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, was, that was fun. We, we played some games. Uh, we, we played charades. Um, that was interesting. Uh, and then we went to a club. Uh, that was the meetup where the, the big party meetup thing. And uh, it was a very strange experience to go to the club because uh, the security was like more intense than airport security. Uh, got touched in places i don't want to be touched um and uh, then i got in there and it was like deafeningly loud and bright 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 lights flashing karen loves this you guys he's such a party boy (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean i was like this is my scene here we go (laughs) um and uh but it was like we were supposed to be meeting people and talking to people i had a bunch of people come up to me like hey and i was like can't hear you Hey. Yeah, I feel like that's not the best place for a meetup. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, I don't. I didn't. Club. Yeah, I didn't talk to a single person that was like, "Yeah, this is great." <laughs> this, no, yeah, this is good. nobody would be able to hear anything. <laughs> yeah, I think I feel like a more casual bar. It's probably better. But... Uh, yeah, they said this was the worst by far. This was not the best location there. <laughs> um, but I did get to uh, to talk to a few great people. Um, and you got to meet Blonde Hamza. Blonde Hamza. We did. Yes. We did a no smiling picture because they said that Hamza never very smiles in pictures. Funny. Um, I, I I enjoyed that very much. That was my favorite <laughs> picture of the bunch that you posted. Right. Yeah. Uh, I did. I posted a bunch of the the photos on on instagram if you want to find them it's yeah, uh taryn underscore armstrong uh got to got to talk to johnny johnny was amazing uh he he came up he was like, oh my god taryn i'm so happy to see you um, does he hate us 
What? No. And by us, I sure mean he loves us. More Brent. We, we, <laughs> come on. I, I, I have, we have sung his praises. Come on. Like, That's I came so. for him and called him bitter, but then he came back and owned his shit. And I was like, like, I, I so appreciated Johnny because he could own his shit and he could defend his point. Like, when I have a point, like, here's what I saw you say this on day 39, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then you did this on day 72, blah, 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 blah. He had answers for me. And so this mm-hmm. is why I did what I did. This is why I voted the way I did. And shove it, Brent. And I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the you. fact that he came on to like, you know, defend himself and to and to also <laughs> like, you know, go through his game. I mean, I thought he was great. I was oh, so yeah. appreciative of that. I mean, that's what we want is we want someone who will come on and explain why they did what they did and like what moves they made and why. And it was just great. Yes. Uh, so it, it was a lot of fun. I did. I did meet some great uh, some great listeners. Um, there were actually some listeners that were had been waiting outside the club because it was so annoyingly hard to get in uh, for the whole oh time. That by the time I That's left. Humble brag about how hard it is to get into the club. This hair was bad. Oh, my God. OK, go ahead. I got it. That I was, got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but th- so they uh, it was frustrating. They were waiting outside the whole time. By the time I came out, they were like, oh, hey, Taryn, you've been waiting. Oh my uh, god! But they, I feel like, even though they were waiting outside in the cold, uh, at least had a chance to have somewhat of a conversation with me. Uh, unlike most of the people in oh, the club. Oh wow, Taryn, another hear. brag. Um, oh, know, right? they were waiting outside my the cold, but at least they got to waiting. talk to me. Yes. Oh, they, they stayed through the cold and the wind <laughs> to have yes. a conversation with me. Thank you, Melissa. Well, uh, well, as as they're pointing out in the chat, Anthony did say that i was a lion so yeah, yeah you know it what? is important to be humble yeah. uh, i the the, the, the uh, comment that i saw in the chat earlier which made me just lol is taryn is alpha as f <laughs> and i'm like what are you gonna do this boy? what are you gonna do come on man taryn's alpha now he's different i've ever always been alpha a lion no ever since you became a lion oh well, i've always been a lion i've always, always been a lion i mean <laughs> Taryn goes up to Canada for five minutes and becomes a lion. Stay humble, Taryn. Stay I'm, humble. I'm so alpha. I don't need to go to clubs. That's not. I don't even need to. I don't care. That's that's what being a lion is. It's being it's being able to be who you are and and not uh, adhering to society standards. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun, uh, and and in particular, all of those uh, great people at the uh, the Airbnb, the the Big Brother Canada three, and 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 extra. It was mostly Big Brother Canada three, but also you know four and two and 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 five. Kelsey was there; she was great. Um, so, oh, Kelsey, uh, I didn't see her. Good. Yes, um, they, they were all so 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 nice and so welcoming. It was uh, it was a really really great time. I really enjoyed spending that time with them. Uh, so thank you to them. But uh, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and then and then I got home and immediately got sick oh, for like really? days. <laughs> That's not good. That's <laughs> that was, bad. That was not fun. Well, that was good timing though. When you got you got sick when you got back because it's you know yeah. you have a break in the. Uh, uh, morning updates and uh, you got done with your trip and you know there's nothing to cover we weren't doing anything with Survivor I can't believe we didn't do anything with Survivor this year but on the other hand kind of glad we didn't do anything with Survivor this year so anyway moving on <laughs> what are you gonna do uh, so uh, so that was that was my trip it was it was serious it was it was really great I, I met so many great people and um, uh, again very very grateful to the patrons of Rob as a podcast for making those things happen and uh, excited to hopefully do some more in the future um, so that's what that's what I had from Toronto uh, I did I did release the final wrap-up survey 
Are we ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Should we, yes. uh, we, we rated the players, uh, gave them a final rating for the whole season. Um, we did? Oh, I didn't know we did. Sorry. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we, we did? Some people didn't do their homework. No, um, I didn't, but I'll do it and right now. Oh, I mean, I didn't know we were supposed to. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was everybody else. I mean, I really didn't know. Go ahead. So, yes. Well, well, uh, well uh, so, so we're going to, we're going to give the, the players their final ratings. Um, give the, as you say, what, what we think of them. At the end of the day here, um, let's let's go in in reverse order of when they were evicted. We'll start easy here. Um, we'll start with Laura, who is the first out. Uh, we did not really see much from her. The audience gave her a two. Um, and I feel like that's pretty appropriate from what little we yeah. saw. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'll give her a one just because I'm still pissed at her from the finale for talking absolute bullshit like blowing smoke out of her ass and she and it's one thing if you don't know you're doing it like like kira is like kira doesn't know that they're blowing smoke out of their ass laura definitely knew (laughs) and she still did it anyway yeah not not a great answer when that's your one like minute to say something about the season and you lie and kiss ass with the people that voted you out amazing season not a good look yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Mackie was next. Uh, Mackie, he came very close. I think this is the lowest average rating I've ever seen from the audience. Uh, a 1.73. Uh, very right. close to a one. a one. Yeah. I would, yep, I would give Mackie a one. One. You don't get to tell the HOH uh, who's in power, who's going to have a potential tie breaking vote, that you would maybe put him up on the block next week. And the funny part is, even after you said that to Dane uh, Mackey, he was still going to keep you. It was only after he went to uh, Anthony and brought up Anthony's name as a possibility that things started to flip. And that's when your boys started to flip. And then eventually they forced you into breaking your word again i go back to this because he you know he talked i'll say this about dane man uh it takes a special kind of cold-hearted bitch and i say this in the best way possible to be able to talk yourself into believing that you were that you were loyal to the people you needed to be loyal to because it i mean he lied up and down the highway he really did up and down the house dane lied i'm talking about and to, to hear him in these interviews, it's like, oh, well, I was only, you know, I was loyal to the people that I need to be loyal to. But you really weren't because you weren't loyal to Adam. You don't get to like cut Adam at four when you know you, when you promised him three and say you're loyal. Yeah. I mean, that's gameplay. Just own, like, own your shit. And I, I was a little irritated that I feel like he's sort of getting to have his cake and eat it too because, of course, the jury awarded him the win seven to zero. So who gives a care what Brent Wagamont thinks? But uh, it does irritate me that he doesn't seem to appreciate is complete hypocrisy when it comes to his view of how like the things that he could do that were okay but the things that other people could do that weren't okay i know he's saying yeah i lied and that didn't feel good at times but i don't feel like he has fully like wrapped around like here's the thing Terrence. i don't think he's wrapped his head around the fact that he's such a good liar he's that he's such a big liar mm-hmm. and i kind of want him to just not be so Pollyanna about it where he's like, I can, you're giving me a look. So what do you think? Well, I mean, you you said, you said a similar thing on finale night and I still don't necessarily, uh, I guess fully understand where that comes from. Like, I, I feel like if, 
I mean, I'm going to be talking to him tomorrow. I feel like yes. if I ask him, uh, hey, do you admit that, that you were a liar and that you weren't loyal to, to, to Adam? I think he'd be like, yeah. I was, and I mean, I was loyal to Adam until that. I betrayed him. Because I mean, when listen listening to him in the interviews, he's like, "No, I was loyal to Adam. I was loyal to Adam. I really well, was." He like, was, I was up until boy. he betrayed but, Adam. Like, that doesn't like you can't have like that's, yeah, that's, but, that's but, 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 uh, Well, I guess what I mean is that when I when I was talking when I was talking to Sam and Adam, and I told them that uh, that. Uh, that Mark and Anthony were actually planning on tr- uh, making a move against Adam at the double eviction. Um, they were pretty surprised and uh, they were like, oh, wow. I wonder if, I mean, Anthony, why didn't they approach Dane? If Anthony had approached Dane, then I would have been gone um, because he could have used the veto and I, I would have been gone. And I said, yeah. well, I don't think that Dane would have been down for that yet. I think he was still loyal yeah. to you at that point. And that's what I mean when it's like, it's not like Dane was not loyal to Adam throughout the entire season. I do think that is genuinely a distinction to be made there. I think he was loyal to Adam up until a point, at which point he was more loyal to somebody else and he was more loyal to uh, to himself. And he decided to go against that loyalty with Adam. And I think he would he would admit that. I don't know that he would. Uh, we'll, we'll see tomorrow when you talk to him. I, I just, uh, what what well, do you what do you do a, what do you do when you're wrong though like uh you, no, you're making I mean, well, these assumptions I'm, I'm, saying I'm, that he's I'm not being in. great well no well, i just feel like he is saying like i am i've been loyal to all the people that i was loyal to and it's like well you you weren't but you were loyal to anthony so if you i think that brent's trying to say that like we would respect it more if he was like i was loyal to myself and to anthony and that was my plan all along everybody else like i wasn't loyal to them because i cut them all well, yeah, I, I and I, I agree with that too. But I, again, I do think there is a distinction to be made between I was never loyal to anybody; they were completely disposable to me, and what Dane did, which which was he was loyal, more loyal to his people, and the people that he wasn't loyal to were disposable to him. And then he brought his people as far as he could, and then he cut them at the the appropriate times. Um, and I think that's that is a, a major difference there. Um, and, and you know, I don't know if I you like want to call it loyal or. In the chat where they said that everybody was loyal as long as it benefited them. Yeah, that's how I feel about Dane in general, is that yeah. as long as it benefited him, like if he cut Anthony too, or if he cut Adam too soon, I think that the damage and, and without any support, because he didn't necessarily know that everybody else was plotting against Adam, um, that I don't feel like he felt like that there would be any support from him if he if he broke that uh seal on the pretty boys that quickly. Like if he targeted Adam during the double eviction, I I, I feel like that. He probably thinks that. So it, like, I do think that what Franchise says is probably pretty true, that he was as loyal to people as he could be up until it was no longer good for his game, and then he has to cut them, which is definitely the way you play Big Brother, and I appreciate that. Uh, just a little bit more, more ownership over his deceptiveness, I think, would probably be in order, because um, it, it, it reads very like i'm just a wild and crazy guy in the interviews and that's not what i saw in the house i uh, i saw a very strategic yeah uh uh formed uh scenarios on what he wanted to do and things that he needed to have happen anyway well, person your lips go ahead oh I, I, to, to, to me <laughs> to me it's like uh andy at the end of big brother 15 said i've been loyal to gina marie all season long we've had a secret oh, yeah. well, i've been him. so loyal oh, to gina marie but then andy's gonna come out of the season and say 
I wasn't loyal to her at all. Of course not. Yeah, of course. Uh, she was completely disposable to me. And there, I do think there's a difference between Andy and Gina Marie and Dane and Adam, where Dane was loyal to Adam for like 95% of the game, whereas Andy was never loyal to Gina Marie in any way, shape, or form. Uh, and so, like, I do think that there should be a way to describe that. And just because he hasn't, like, mastered the verbiage of, like, this is exactly what I mean when I say that I was loyal to Adam, but up until a point, uh, it doesn't mean that he's not trying to like own things. I just feel like, well, I'm not saying that he's not trying to own things. I just think that like, I would respect it more if it was like, Hey, I did what I had to do. I ultimately was only loyal to Anthony and myself, but there were people that I worked with along the way to get there. I think the way that he views them is there's like a hierarchy of loyalty where like the, it was like Anthony's at the top. And then, like, the pretty words are right underneath. And then, like, Esty and Damien. And then everybody else. Like, and then, yeah. as long as he generally went in that order, I feel like he's okay with that. And, of course, it comes off to us, especially me and you, as sounding hypocritical. But it comes off to Taryn as that's just him doing the best he can do. So it's yeah, like I, I think that if 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 I if if I approached him with this exact conversation, he'd be like, I mean, I can call it whatever you want me to call it, but this is what happened. I was working with Adam until I no, betrayed I Adam. Little, yeah, I just, I, and I, I feel like it's it's kind of uh, you know it's kind of semantics at some point. Like um, I, I just feel like a lot of the interviews, at least with Dane and with Anthony and all them, they're like pretty boys to the end like you know i played a really loyal game and did it up but it's like not pretty boys to the end like you guys cut the pretty boys like you cut adam before you needed to like i mean they not before they needed to but before it was pretty boys to the end it wasn't like that was the only option or something and they had to get rid of adam or another pretty boy like it they just were saying like i'm a i was a i played a really loyal game it's like well no you didn't play a really loyal game and i just wish that people would be more more open about like yeah, I did what I had to do, and yeah. I I played a really deceptive game. Yeah, I like really, yeah, I, played, again, I, played, I, I, th- I think it's like Victorian Survivor. Like you never should have trusted me, man. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but I, but like, I think it's I, I think it's semantics because I don't think somebody like Victoria was ever loyal to anybody that that she worked with. Whereas they were loyal to each other for most of the game. Um, I think Adam it, played a loyal game. Sure, sure, and and I would say that that Adam can absolutely say that with no uh, compunction whatsoever. But yeah. uh, I think that. Um, I think that, you know, again, when when Dane is talking, he's he's probably just like, hey, I was loyal for 95 percent of the game. That was a distinct quality of the game that he played up until the very, very end. Um, And then he turned on the alliance, which is a very different game than a like not loyal to anybody willing to backstab whoever um, cutting people loose all the time kind of game, which I don't think is the game. No, that Dane I don't played. think he played a cutthroat game. I don't think that at all. I think that I don't think, though, that he played a loyal game. Right. Like, and I, 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 I like probably I would agree. I would say Adam played a loyal game and Dane didn't. But when I when I say that, I, I recognize that I'm that I'm being that I'm using the semantics of like how I define loyal game versus how other people might use it when they're just answering, you know, casual questions about their game on the show. So um, I think that, uh, you know, we'll, 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 I'm we'll with find you, out. Melissa. And I feel like the, the, uh, 
a fair portion of the chat is with us. I don't think oh, it's with every yeah. time with this. No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just, I didn't say, look, I didn't say a majority. I just said, there's some people in the chat that are with us. And some <laughs> there are, are always people in the chat that are on good, both sides of every issue. That's not true either. There's, there's some things where people are definitely against we me. We can right? agree to disagree and everyone's going to disagree with you, Taryn. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> my real, look, my real feelings on this are that I feel like that Melissa and I, when we have an opinion sometimes on something that we feel like is particularly valid, and I say this to you with all love. I don't want anybody to think I'm hating on you, but you can come up a little condescending sometimes, Taryn, where you're like, yeah, <laughs> you're just looking at us like we're stupid. And Wait. like, we're not stupid. I like it. It kind of feels like that. 32 I'm, I'm, Mr. Town in the chat says, Brent and Melissa, just agree with Taryn so you can get on to the next topic. Well, that's kind of what, I mean, that's what it feels like to us guys in the chat. So <laughs> it's like, uh, but I was that, literally trying like to move on to the think, next topic. Think, people think that Taryn would be great in a reality show, and I'm telling you what, this is like this is his Achilles heel, man. His Achilles heel because he doesn't have this gear where he can just <laughs> agree with you or like he he cannot do that. He's if you don't think I can do that, then you have no idea who <laughs> I, I am because I do that, that constantly with you, Prince. <laughs> All right, well, good. Well, tell me the next time it happens, and then we can talk. it's happening literally right now because we're moving on from this subject <laughs> because this is very uncomfortable. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. Oh, my God. So let's let's move on. Let's move on. And let's talk about Kaylin, who was the next person here. Um, Kaylin, who received a three from the audience. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) That was um, my score for Taryn. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So, uh, Melissa, what what, what was your read on that? Kaylin. For Kaylin? Yes. For Kaylin. Uh, Kaylin, I give Kaylin a two. I just feel like Kaylin, Kaylin was entertaining, um, at parts like, you know, trying to stir things up or whatever, but I just feel like they didn't know when was a bad time and when was a good time and all that sort of stuff. So I just think that I didn't, I wasn't super impressed with their game. Yes. Mm, Yeah. I really wasn't impressed with their game either. Uh, they talk a big game. And they had a lot to say, and their exit from the house was something that I could certainly appreciate. Like if you're going, if you're not going, if you know you're definitely going, then at least make it an eventful exit and drop a few bombs on the way out the door. And she definitely gave me that, so I'm definitely not going to give her a one. But uh, I think a three is probably a pretty appropriate score for her. Yeah, I mean, I I would probably go with uh Four. with a three. I do think that she yeah. had she was capable of mounting a campaign. She was influential in her own way. Um, I think that really, uh, it's it's too it's and she knew this that her biggest flaw was her age that she just doesn't fit in age wise with a majority of the house, and so that's always going to be detrimental to her. Um, but uh, but I would go with a three. I think she has more potential in this game than than some of the other people that we've seen uh play it so um that's what i would personally go with there um next 
was Chelsea. Ugh. The person I took first in my draft. Yes. The biggest yeah. flop of the draft. She's such a flop. She was terrible. Like, and I'm so I'm so mad. Like, I'm literally thinking back to the last week that she was in the house. Remember, she was coming off an HOH. And uh she just laid down and died because of Kira and the emotional beatdown that, that she was getting from Kira. Like that is the T she gave up y'all. I, I, I'm going to give her a one. I'm going to give her, I'm going to give her the one. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I know those of you out there are like, Brent, you just made that paddle so you can use it. You're right. I like using it. I'm going to give her a one. She deserves it. She played terrible. She gave up on her way up the door when she had a chance to stay. Girl, bye. Uh, I'm torn between like a three, a three, maybe a four. I feel like if they went, if she went back in the house, she would play a lot better, I think, but, and maybe trust her, her gut more. But I just feel like she didn't, she didn't play the way we were hoping she would play. And then you're right. When she was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm over it. Like I'm going to go home. It was disappointing. I mean, yeah, it's like, well, what, really is she going to do at a certain point but i I just wasn't i don't know between a three and a four i guess yeah i i i I feel like um i'd probably go with a four for chelsea i think that she did have uh, unrealized potential i think that her eviction week was kind of like uh like you know it it, soured me on her yeah it was it was very bad but i do think the circumstances were kind of unique in in what she was dealing with with kira and uh and you know she did run up against basically a a brick wall here um where uh, she was facing uh, uh, the pretty boys who really just had a, a whole game plan heading into the game that she was not prepared for. Um, I do think that she's somebody that if she went back, that she would be uh, much better off. I think that she would learn a lot from her mistakes. Um, but even just coming in from the start here, um, that uh, I, I feel like if the if the playing field had been a little more even, I feel like she would have had uh, a decent chance to to do no, well. And that's I me. Think, that's me giving her a four below average there. So, yeah, um, I, I mean, like part of me is just like, uh, you know, you, you have to play the hand that you were dealt. And it does ring true to me what the chat is saying that, that Kira really drained Chelsea uh, and really put them on the defensive in such a way where she really had to make a choice. Chelsea, I'm talking about. She had to make a choice about how she was going to play this game. And she just chose to give in and worry. She chose to worry more about how Canada viewed her uh, than how like the people in the game or the people watching online viewed her. And that really struck a sour chord with me. On the other hand, I've never been a reality show contestant where like literally the whole world's coming for you. And from her perspective, if she really came after Kira, like, let's say that they're an underdog that, you know, everybody in Canada is rooting for. <laughs> at chance uh, but she doesn't know that though let's say everybody's rooting for Kira and it's like an amazing story and it's the first non-binary person to enter the big brother house and Canada is behind them and they were but uh, it, not as much as maybe they thought and so Kira, uh, Chelsea has to make a choice about how hard she's going to play and she chose to give up and uh, I, I I get where she's coming from but if you're, I'll say this if you're going to make that choice then don't go on the show because you never know when you're going to be confronted with a situation like this that is uncomfortable in real life. And I'm still disappointed in her about that. Yes. Well, it's the way things go sometimes. Uh, Isn't it though? Gosh, yeah, people just let you down. Man. Yeah. And then you just have to, to move on to the next you topic. To move uh, on, Eddie, man. 
Eddie was next. Uh, Eddie had a uh, a three from the audience. I also I would give Eddie a four uh, personally. I, I also feel like Eddie had more potential in the game than uh, than than he was able to show. I think that uh, with a different cast, with a different setup, I feel like he might have a better shot. Again, this is still below average. I think he has a lot of room to improve here. But uh, but I do think uh, I would I would personally go with a if four from Eddie Melissa. I would go with a three. Um, I was disappointed with Eddie's game. In the beginning, I was really interested in his game, and I thought that he was just laying low in the beginning. But then it was a few, maybe like a few days or weeks or whatever, where he wasn't socializing really with people and wasn't really making those bonds. And I just feel like he kind of took his foot off the gas for a little bit, and you really can't do that, especially if you're not like in the majority alliance or anything. I, I was excited when he would start talking to he had the right idea in his head, but he didn't know how to bring those ideas to people and he didn't know how to get people to work with him. Whereas instead he would just bring these crazy ideas to people like, We're the underdogs, we need a fight. Are you gonna fight? Without actually like trying to create some sort of alliance or something. And he I it just was a little disappointing. So um, yeah, I, I got to give a three because I don't know if he would do any better in another season. Yeah, I'm with Melissa on this one. Uh, I know Eddie watches the podcast and he's certainly been giving me all the tea in China on Twitter. But on the show, honey, you were a little bit of a dud. It really didn't play well <laughs> to me. Uh, I, I feel like that, you know, watching you on the feeds that you did go into seclusion sometimes. And I know that you have your reasons for that. And I know what you've said on Twitter, but other times I feel like that there were openings for you when you chose not to take them or chose to maybe just as Melissa said, take your foot off the gas a little bit. Um, I don't think you always have to have your gas, you know, on the accelerator in the big brother house, but you have to know when you have to have your gas, your foot on the accelerator. And when you don't, you run and, and it's, and it's a wrong time. You run the risk of being, uh, you know, quickly removed from the house in a double eviction, which you never saw coming. And uh, that's still too bad. But your look at the finale was giving me everything. And so I'll give you a 10 for that. But it's a three overall. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I, I hope the four wasn't too high to everyone that disagreed, but uh, I didn't. I, I don't know if I understood the 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 question properly. So I just kind of went with a four. That was my game plan there. Uh, and that's an Eddie reference. That's an Eddie reference. Um, next up was Whoa. Kiki. <laughs> didn't play next well. up was Kiki. Uh, all right, Brent, calm down. It was uh, it was dry. It's called dry humor. Um, it was very dry. Yes. I need a little coke and cold like after it. that. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. I Brent, like Brent just hates me this podcast. It's very upsetting. Uh, next up was Kiki. Kiki had a 3.3 from the audience. This one I might even go lower on. Uh, Kiki was... Somebody that I feel like, again, probably had potential, but I feel like Kiki, unlike Chelsea and unlike Eddie, I I feel like she had an opportunity to live that potential out multiple times. And I feel like she just continually failed the, the, the prompt, like every single time she had an opportunity. She just flushed it down the drain. And so I, I'd probably go with two, two there for, uh, for Kiki. You, you agree, Brent? I do like I and she's like to hear her tell of it. I mean, uh, her version of events from the house is she was fighting the good fight for all of us loyalists on Twitter, and she knew what was happening. And if she, if, you know, if Sam had targeted her, blah blah blah. But girl, it's bullshit. I'm sorry, it is. It's such bullshit. Uh, 
there you 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 there was nobody that I could see that you were really loyal to. There's some people on Twitter are trying to make an argument that, well, you were the week that you were evicted, Kiki, I'm talking about, you were loyal to Sam, but I don't really remember it that way. I remember you as saying anything you need to do, like oh, like saying to Sam, you know, yeah, I'm loyal to you, I'm willing to work with you, but then behind her back being like, Yeah, we totally need to get her out. So uh no, it's not working for me. Uh and it's actually she's somebody who has looked worse. Like Eddie to me has gotten better as he's come onto social media and explained his game. And I feel a little bit better about some of the choices that he made in the house. Kiki, on the other hand, honey, like as delusional as Kira. Yeah. I'm not impressed with Kiki's game. Unfortunately, I, uh, it's between a two and a three for me, I guess. Um, she, she had a good read sometimes on the house and then would that do nothing with though. it. Like, yeah. Kira had a good read most of the time. Right. Rockstar that... had a good read sometimes. Right. Yes. Yeah, exactly. uh, but she would do nothing that with it. Wait. And oh. then she didn't fight for the blood veto when that was like a clear chance for her to make sure she stayed Thank in the house. Thank you for bringing that up. Uh, that's the, that's yeah. the, the one that I just pisses she me also, off. One week before jury, you have that in front of you. Sit your ass out in the backyard for 10 days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. And oh. she. She didn't know how to get along with people that she didn't like. So like she would make it well known that she was annoyed with Mark or wouldn't even like speak with him. Yep. And it's like, you need to do what you can to make people like you in that house. Nope, and she had no interest in that. She Why just didn't so care. It, I'd rather just, talk to Canada. Yeah. And all she wanted to do was talk with uh, Esty all day long. And it's like, you gotta do something more than that. So I was pretty disappointed with her, especially considering how excited I was about her pregame. I will say, uh, her and Esty are adorable, and I, I enjoy their friendship. <laughs> oh, that yeah, they they are really. I wasn't sure which way you were going with that one, but yeah, like, their <laughs> friendship. Yeah, sorry. Well, you know, I thought I thought it was out of character for you to, to say something like that, but uh, you never know. You're a wild and crazy. I'm guy. too. I'm too, I'm too condescending to call people adorable. Oh, I guess. Oh um, God, you're really offended by that. Like, wait, 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 wait. Before we go on, like, okay, okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Know. I shouldn't have made the joke. We don't need oh, God, to. No, we you don't can need make to the joke. Here. I have no problem with the joke. Uh, all right. Twitter, let's. Let's. They're not going to understand. Okay. Okay. But let's move on and talk about Sam. Sam, who is uh i think somebody very fun to talk about sam uh i'm yes. very excited to talk about sam uh the audience the audience is really excited ab- about sam they gave her a 5.8 a, a six average here from the audience which i think is probably the highest rating she like ever got all season long because she was all, like on death's door for most of the season it felt yes. like um, we never wanted to give her a good score yeah, because we thought, we thought, thought she was going at any moment mm-hmm. yeah um, but I do think the audience is onto something here. Uh, I think obviously part of this is that they, uh, you know, they, they like Sam. Sam is, is very popular. Uh, but, but I do think that Sam had a lot of potential that just obviously could not be realized in any way because she was just completely tied down by the pretty boys and uh, by her connection with Adam, which in some ways kept her safe, but in other ways uh, made her a a huge target. And um, I feel like, yes, she did make a target of herself in week one with the Laura stuff. Um, She was a target for people. Uh, She made a target uh, even bigger on her back by, by taking Laura out in the method that she did however 
Um, I, I feel like she was able to recover from that in, in some, in some ways. And I think that, yes, maybe she will go home early, uh, in a lot of seasons because of that early aggressive gameplay. But I, I feel like she can also recover in a lot of seasons. And, and, and I think that without the pretty boys there just being such a dominant force against her, she had the, the, the skills to, to move further. She was getting Corey closer to her the week that she was HOH. She was positioned positioning herself to be in a pretty good spot moving forward, if not for Anthony and Dane and what they were able to do. So, uh, so yes, yeah. it's a lot of ifs, but, uh, but I would say at least, at least a five for me from Sam. Uh, I think she has potential to be higher, but I, I would go at least average from, from Sam for, for me. What about you, Melissa? Yeah, I agree. I'm between a five and a six essentially, because for all the points you said, it's, I think she was a good player. I think that she had a good read on the house. I think that she was able to, I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, it was good for her that she aligned with Adam, but also bad for her that she aligned with Adam. And I felt like that kind of like put the kibosh on her, you know, making any big, yeah. Like going after any of the boys. Whereas if maybe Adam wasn't part of the pretty boys and there was just this guy's alliance separately, like maybe with Damien or something. I feel like she could have rallied troops to get them to go against those guys because she recognized it was going on, but Adam wasn't letting it happen because he was more loyal to the boys. So it was, it was just like a bad situation, but I could see her being a strong player. So that's why I'm in between like a five and a six for her. And and I do want to quickly point out that Sam is one of the few people outside of the pretty boys that could have won the game if she made it to the end, Um, which is not true of a lot of the other players this season. And she also, I think uh, showed her some of her capability in the jury house. Um, She was clearly a very influential voice in there and really Mm -hmm. set the tone and a lot of ways and i think that also goes to show some of the potential that went a little bit unrealized in the oh, season 100 percent air tempest in the chat sam was easily the best woman of the season i totally agree totally she was- out of five out of five it's so sad <laughs> that yeah. is sad i'll give her a six <laughs> entertainment value alone i feel like she was really bringing it and uh, she was giving me everything that you want in a big brother player she was trying to be strategic she was trying to think about the game rationally she wanted to have her showmans she was trying to build alliances she was being feisty winning competitions i mean this is like my wet dream of like what i want from a contestant in the big brother house so like i mean come on and also she really like she let's let's the real tea is it <laughs> she would have been okay because she was making strides with Corey. The problem is she ran into a buzzsaw in Anthony, a really fantastic player who talked about in one of his interviews how when this whole thing about the Corey backdoor plan happened and he knew that it was Dane, he specifically let up on the gas to, to let it breathe. Like he didn't immediately go and address the situation, but he knew that he had to get his hands around it and get the blame on to Sam and say that Sam was the one who was thinking about backdooring Corey during her HOH. He knew it was Dane, but yet he kept all of the stink off of Dane and made sure it went on to Corey. That caused, uh, that, that was the end of Sam's game when Corey became HOH. Because remember, going into that week, they were actually pretty good. And, and I do think that when Corey makes that deal with Adam, and you know, he says, hey, you know, me and, don't nominate me and Sam, that's the deal. I think she's loyal to that at that very moment. I, I really do feel like she is, that she will go with that. Otherwise, I don't feel like she necessarily says that. Um, and then 
you know, that's when Anthony brings her this information. And then, and, 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 and other, Anthony has previously set up his dice on, or his dice, his pieces on the chessboard with, you know, where he wants people to say and what information they have and how it can be corroborated with him insofar as who was the problem, who, who was behind the back door plan to get Corey out? Sam. And everyone's saying, Sam. Damien's saying, Sam, 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 Sam. So then Corey goes after Sam and then she's out of the house. So if not for Anthony's brilliance, I do think that Sam would have been a ma- a massive force in the house. So I think a six is worth it here. There you go. Um, so next, <clears throat> sorry, next up we have Corey. That dry humor, Taryn. Uh, it's yes, it's it's the dry humor. It's also the the sickness. My my voice completely went out when I was talking to Adam and Sam last night. I was, oh, no. I was like coughing. I was like, oh, sorry, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. How long did you talk with them for? Uh, it was like an hour, hour and a half. Um, you talked with them at the same time? Yes, uh, I had them okay. come on at the same time. I thought that would be fun. Um, yeah, they've I been hanging that. out. Uh, so they, they were very cute. Hanging out. Very adorable. Yeah. Um, the, the, lots of the, the, the couples of Big Brother Canada are uh are some of the best we we've got adam and sam now we've got uh kevin and peely who are the most adorable thing in the world we were in a in an uber to the to the club and uh definitely not having too many people in the car and uh so you know peely was not loves that not sitting on kevin's in the new uber car yes uh i love i love ubers i love i love all everything about them and uh, they were just like they were just like whispering uh sweet nothings into each other's ear i love you kev i love they're the most adorable thing ever and then maddie and bobby as as they're pointing on the chat as well uh super super adorable uh i love them both so much um yes i can dimitri's Yes, Ika and Dimitri. Yes, uh, I didn't get a chance like, to see them well, interact, but uh, but I, Ika said that uh, Dimitri had he had wanted to be at the the taping and uh, unfortunately could not be. Um, he was busy with some work stuff, but uh, but they they are also great. Uh, the, the Big Brother Canada couples, I feel like uh, they, they can't be yeah, beat. Yeah. They're really amazing. By the way, like I said, uh, Maddie, gorgeous. That blue on her, it fit. That dress fit her like a glove. The makeup was right, girl. I get. I, I, I give you. I give you a toot. That was that was that was a good look. <laughs> what? I thought you said two. No, like no, no. Two out of ten. And then I realized you said toot. toot and so I thought that, that doesn't make it any better. I don't know what that means. It's a I good gave you thing. a toot. And I have a little toot. Oh, it was almost a shoot, but it was not quite. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so. All right. Back to Corey. Back to Corey. It's fun to bring up references and talk over Taryn's head and be condescending. I love it when I do it. It's very yeah, Corey it's, gets a two. Corey gets a two. <laughs> from, <Attitude. laughs> from Melissa. I, I'm with you, Melissa. I also would give Corey uh, a two. I think that Corey maybe could do better on a season where she is not completely snowed by somebody like Anthony. But mm. if there is somebody like Anthony, I think Corey is prime target. Uh, she was so, so, so yeah. easily manipulated. Um, yeah. And to hear that she was almost back on Anthony's side in the questioning tells me like, uh, yeah. That, yeah, but in fairness, so, but Anthony was on Corey's <laughs> side. So I feel like that she has a correct read on that in that like he wasn't trying to get her out. Like he wasn't trying to manipulate her the week that she was on the block. Like he wasn't trying to, he wasn't the cause of her going home. He was putting his game on the line. In fact, like he really did massive damage to his game that amazingly because of the stability of the pretty boys he was able to withstand but the week that Corey went home was the weakest the pretty boys have ever been 
uh, Corey doesn't, I don't feel like appreciate that. Maybe she was toward the end of the jury questioning, but uh, that, that was true. So I don't want to hold that against her. Having said that, I agree with Taryn that her inability to see when she's being snowed by anybody. Uh, well, I'm not just talking to Anthony, like Kiki and Sam could snow her for heaven's sake. Uh, you have to give her a bad score here. I'll go with three because I feel like her comp winning ability and her overall like ability to me raises her a little bit. She, she played better than, you know, she has more ability. I feel like than people like, Ant- or uh, people like uh, Eddie and Mackie and, and, and Chelsea and all them. So it's, it's a little bit of a higher score. Three isn't like singing her praises, Taryn. <laughs> yes. Uh, the audience also won with a three, a 3.4 though, a little bit higher than some of the other threes. Um, so after after Corey went Esty, right? Mm, uh, after Corey went Esty, yes, 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 in the um, double eviction. Esty, who uh, got a three point three from the audience, and uh, lots of three point three, three point fours from I'm the lucky. audience. Um, I think I agree with this one. I think I'd go with a three for Esty. I know that a lot of people are very down on Esty, and I think that the biggest thing that went against her was the lack of respect that she was getting from the jury as they were coming out. A lot of them were ranking her last or second to last uh, with Kira. That's definitely something that would work against her. However, I think that in a season where she doesn't get railroaded by the pretty boys and she is able to work with uh, with with somebody like Kiki or somebody else who's maybe a little bit better at the game. Um, I, I do feel like Kiki was kind of the one. I know that a lot of it was like, oh, I should have listened to Kiki. But it's like, well, no, if you had listened to Kiki, you would have been in the same spot because... <laughs> Kiki was not saying anything better right. than Esty. Uh, and I really do feel like Kiki was kind of the one dragging them down in a lot of ways. And I did see some good stuff from Esty when she actually did the work. Um, she had Sam and Kira flipped against the guys uh, at one point during Sam's HOH. Um, so. I do think, and, and I talked about this during the season, I do think that SD had a little bit of potential. And again, I'm talking about somebody I'm giving a three total to. Uh, I'm not saying that, that she was good in season. any way. I'm just saying a three instead of a two, and this is why. Uh, so that's that's what I would go with. Uh, I'll uh, say, for Big Brother Canada specifically, I'm going to give them a two. I feel like that if anything has been shown <laughs> to me over the past seven seasons, it's, it's that in Big Brother Canada specifically, you have to be able to win competitions, and you have to be able to win competitions down the stretch. There's no way on heaven's earth that uh she could do that she just couldn't and the jury wasn't going to respect her they consistently ranked her last or second to last on their jury forms there's just how tell, please explain to me how a player like this is ever going to win big brother uh and, and it's true that taryn says that that she was uh successful at times when she flipped the girls but she could never hold them uh it was just glimpses here and there sort of like with kira where there were glimpses of brilliance but glimpses to me does not a fully <laughs> game make. And I know we're just talking like the difference between a two and a three, but like entertainment wise, I didn't even get anything from her. So it's a two. Well, I, I, yeah, I can't I, say I, I think that the way that, that she wins is the same way that, that Paris wins. I think that I think that she was capable of winning some of those mental comps at the end. Uh, she came very so? close early on. Um, she was she was in second place um, in the uh, the the one that Chelsea won. Um, and and she, I do think she was capable in those mental comps. And uh, and because I mean, we thought all.
all season long that Paris could never win any of those competitions. And then what do you know? Um, uh, so. There was somebody who thought that she could. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm on record as saying that I felt like the comps were a little like we were over analyzing the comps. I remember saying that Derek, remember Derek won in a tie break against her. Like, it's not like he's killing her. People said I was stupid. And then she won final four and final three. Like I have that on tape. So that's one where I'll be like, go back and watch the tape. Robot. <laughs> yes. Well, the point being that I think that uh, I think that somebody like Esty absolutely can win those final competitions. Get a little bit of respect on her name. Uh, you know, if we looked at Esty's game and Paris's game uh, leading up to the finals, uh, you know, it, it, it might be a little bit similar. I think that we definitely saw a lot more from Paris, but I think that minus Kiki, minus the pretty boys, uh, there's potential that we could have seen there in Esty. That's why I gave her a three instead of a two. Yeah. <laughs> I give her. Between a two. a two and a three, but yeah. So uh, after Esty was Damien, our boy Damien. Uh, Damien's another one. I feel like he has potential, but I don't know if he'll ever be able to uh, to realize that potential because he's not going into the game knowing enough about the show. I do. I will say, like. I talked to Adam about this. If Damien does not get picked for that uh, pregame vote and he comes into the house with Anthony, uh, Damien is part of the pretty boys. And Damien is I'm probably giving him at least a seven right now, given his social ability, his his ability to, to convince people that he was on their side. And I think he would have been loyal, Taryn. Like I like mm. Damien would have been loyal to the soil, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, certainly much more I, so than uh, than Mark, Mark. Um, who I think he would have replaced. Yeah. Um so uh, I I yeah, I I really feel like it's this is how circumstantial this this whole thing can be sometimes, but oh. uh, as it stands it's hard to even justify a, a four for Damien because I just don't know that that he uh, barring a situation where he gets dragged into something and they teach him the game along the way. I'm just not sure it's ever going to happen for him. Um, and I don't I also I'm, I'm worried that he doesn't have the killer instinct uh, yeah, as we talked about. He's, he's very loyal. So uh, I, I'm going to go with a three instead of I was thinking about a four, but I'm going to go with a three. See, this is, I, I, I talked Esty up because I was almost at a two and I'm talking Damien down because I was almost at a four. But uh, you got to look at the numbers. <laughs> Listen to what I say. Listen to the numbers. I'm giving right. Damien a three. Yeah. Damien's between a two and a three for me as well. Yeah. Uh, so are we actually giving them scores or like do yeah, yeah, just try, try to learn them? Oh, score. Okay, 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 okay. Sorry, I, I wondered if that was okay. Uh, so uh, I, I'm with you, Taryn. I'm actually going between a two and a three myself. Or Melissa, I'm also with you. That I mean, th- there was no fire here. Please tell me. Like, I don't even know how we got no. on the show. I mean, I lo- he's a great guy. I love Damien. I would love to be his yeah, friend. Yeah, seems like a super nice guy. Awesome. But wallpaper on the show, you guys. I'm sorry, he really was. Like, if you had 15 Damien's on the show show would be canceled in an instant he's so not good tv <laughs> i don't even know if he did anything all season what like, did he do I, I can't even think besides of a single thing cute. he did and yeah be, besides and be, like, be nice and, be, and like awesome rap, i guess and be husband but, material like, like that, that's all he did he didn't do anything the whole <clears> season <throat> except for like the only time i really like was like yes there we go was when he was mad that he was getting like uh, nominated or whatever and it was yeah. like thank you finally 
or had other than that, emotions. Yeah. yeah, he had the emotions, but he didn't do anything about it. So I was like, okay, cool. I mean, I, I think I don't know if it's necessarily <laughs> fair to say that he wasn't good TV, considering the fact that he was the fan favorite, not only preseason, but even all the way through to half, uh, halfway through the season. Yeah, I think really that not. he was clearly giving uh, a fair amount of the audience something that they wanted to see. Not necessarily he was, he was representative, and he was cute. That, well, that, well, that, that everyone that else is like, well, the Karen, you know this. Well, it's like the Rupert story of it all. Like Rupert you, was good TV. Okay, I mean, I guess I'm trying to make a distinction between the casuals and us like as far as me watching the show and like the life bread the lifeblood of the show uh, it's saying on the air you're the people who watch the live feeds he yes, was you are terrible. the lifeblood of the show i uh, was terrible damien was nice to look at and but he didn't do anything and he but he was nice and people like that they like where you know a person's nice and good to look at and all that sort of thing but is he a good player is he giving like entertainment no yeah, and I, I completely agree. I, in terms of the game, he did not contribute much. But I can say for me, as uh, as somebody who's not a casual, I do like seeing people like Damien occasionally on the show. Uh, just being nice people and, and being somebody not, that uh, no, can be relatable to the audience. And I, I did find him to be, uh, you know I, I liked that he was on the season. Melissa, Look, this I, the thing is, is that I'm fine with people who are nice. I like people who are nice. That's not my problem. It's not like, oh, he was too nice for me. No, like I like that he's nice, but he didn't play or do anything. It's like he literally just sat there for a few weeks and did nothing. Like I just, there was nothing there. Like if a person's going to be nice, that's totally fine. But then at least like, Try and play the game. I'm 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 totally with you. Like lived in a house. Well, I will say this reminds me of the podcast last year at the end of BB20, where me and you and Rob Melissa were coming for uh, uh, the uh, the showmances on the show uh, between Tyler and Angela. And don't drag me into this. (laughs) Don't you drag me into this one? Like I'm like shoving Melissa under the bus. Uh, No. um, Melissa, that's uh, no, but Taryn was like, like I like like <laughs> young love in the house, like it, 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 it brings a smile to my face sometimes. <laughs> Rob was like, who is this person? <laughs> and I feel like that's where I'm coming from, like now, where Taryn's like, uh, I enjoy a person like this on the show sometimes, and the people in the chat are like, what? I don't know. I, I do. Karen has a soft spot. Karen, I feel, you I like feel like play the game. I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes the the internet community and, and us as commentators, we get so laser focused on a very particular style of the show that uh that, that we leave out some of the other stuff that the show does bring to the table. And and that is a, a more human element. And I do enjoy that element of the show. Um and and so I do I do enjoy characters like uh, like Damien and and uh and you know Telling uh, me Karen. <laughs> I enjoy well, people who are humans. I enjoy humans. I like people who are nice. <laughs> it's not about that. It's about like the fact that he didn't play at all. He literally just sat and there. I and, like, and I was okay, frustrated too. I was. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well. Uh, <laughs> and I don't want to get hate now because Damien's a nice guy. I don't think I'm not, you know, now we're going to get this whole like, oh, you should have been nice thing. And <laughs> he's going to be like, oh, you just had to be nice. Don't piss off the Damien stands. Uh, don't do it. That's not what I mean. Damien's a nice guy. You just didn't play. <laughs> no, right? Did you know that Rob did a survey about how like he's running RHAP and I was like living for every Tangela stand that wrote in angry emails about me. Like, one lucky gay is terrible. You should really get rid of him. And then 
signed Taryn Armstrong. <laughs> I, look, I did my best. I do my best every season. I try <laughs> to try. write as many emails uh, as I can. <laughs> Hasn't worked yet. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll get there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's it's the I, I am being honest. I promise. I promise. Uh, <laughs> it's I feel, I feel like people get mad sometimes when you don't dislike things that they dislike. And it's like, hey, look, uh, I like yeah. the things I like. Yeah, he um, likes things he likes. Back. So uh, so then after Damien, we had uh, we had Mark. We had Mark. Mark. Yes. The first pretty boy. Yeah. Um, Mark. Head first into good luck, man. Yeah. Uh, for somebody who imagine really doesn't not, you Imagine him not being part of the pretty boys. Like, I just can't imagine a situation where his social game is enough to, like, get him in with a group of people. Like, he tried desperately to fit in with people, and they just were not having it, like, a.k.a. Kiki. Like, she was not having him. So, like, if he wasn't brought into the pretty boys, like, I don't see him lasting nearly as long. I see people being like, this guy is, like, condescending and whatever like i get him out of here so if he wasn't in the pretty boys i see a bad situation for him yeah uh i mean i i talked about how i feel like with damien if he was part of the pretty boys i'd probably be giving him at least a seven maybe even an eight who knows who knows uh with mark he was a part of the pretty boys and uh i feel like giving him a five is kind of uh stretching it but i am i'm gonna give him a five i did i did see some moments of dare i say it brilliance from mark in terms of how he would maneuver people and how he would approach people when he was trying and he was not getting in his own way he had great manipulation tactics he was very good at playing the pretty boys for a long time um it, the problem was that anthony got him way too comfortable and uh, he got played by anthony uh, and of course the, the rest of his game also uh, like i said he got in his way a lot like he'd make a lot of progress and then he would like uh, stumble on the 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 one yeah, yard like, line for those people who are saying that mark doesn't have a social game in the chat i i mean really I, that, that, that's that's just not true mark had a social game and it was there and it was valid the problem is that when he let his guard down and was just his normal self mm-hmm. people didn't like what they saw like when he was actually trying to do something and trying to make moves and and get people to believe him and, and bond with people when he was making the effort to play the game I thought he was actually pretty good. It's just when he was just being Mark, like, and then there's Mark, you know, uh, it wasn't so good. And that's like, out of everything, out of all the criticisms we've levied on the podcast, I feel like that's probably the most cutting one that just when you were your natural self, we didn't like what we saw. Sorry about it. Yeah, no, I feel like. And neither did the house. There were moments where Mark was pretty impressive in terms of like, he knew to play to certain elements of people's like, you know, personality or ego or whatever, when he was talking to certain people um, and was able to, I mean, I think he was the one who was like, look, I don't want Sam to go or whatever. And he said something and he's like, but if you bring this up in front of anyone else, I'm going to deny it like to the end of the earth. Um, And I feel like that sort of thing is good because it shows that like, look, I'm being honest with you right now. Yeah. But you, but then the other person also feels like you're being honest with them. Cause you're like, I, I never said that. I never said that. So both sides end up, you look up, you end up looking good in front of both sides. And I feel like that sort of thing is like pretty impressive because 
a lot of people don't think that. And they end up telling someone like, look, I don't want Sam to go either. Like, I'm just telling you this, but don't say it to anyone else. And then they say it to someone else and they go, no, I never said that. Then they look bad to both people because then it looks like they're denying something to one person. And then this other person knows that they said it and now they're lying about it. So they look like a liar. So I feel like there there is some moments of Mark being a good player and Mark having that sort of ability. Um, he just wasn't, he wasn't able to make those social connections, I feel, with people. And I he think he really lucked into this pretty white situation. So, yeah, I would give him a five as well. Yep, me too. And, and let's not forget that uh, there are a, a few different scenarios where Mark does win Big Brother Canada 7. Yep. Uh, it, you don't have to stretch that far. Nope. Uh, he was Got a planning, little unlucky, to be honest. Yeah, he was planning on taking Kira, uh, and that was looking kind of good. Uh, Dane was on his way out the door. If, if Dane wasn't such a good player, able to save himself from the brink of eviction, uh, we'd see Mark in the Final Four with a very good chance to win either of those competitions because he did have his days down maybe not quite as good on the buzzer as somebody like dane but uh but but definitely was capable of winning mental competitions and if he manages to get to the final three with anthony and kira i think he's won the game i think kira well who knows kira probably takes anthony at that point let's be real but uh if mark wins if mark wins uh oh we lost we lost melissa if mark wins then he takes uh he takes Kira and, and he wins the game. And if uh, if Kira wins and has any uh, semblance of, of self interest, they probably take Mark and and Mark uh, wins the game. So uh, and even if it's if it's Adam and Kira or whatever, then uh, all he has to do is is make is is get there and and beat Adam in in one of those competitions. Um, so we we've, yep. we've, we've lost we've, we've lost, lost Melissa. Melissa. I was joking has... in the chat that I, I evicted her from the podcast, but that is not true. I, I don't know what happened to her, but I'm sure she'll be back in any moment. It ruined it ruined my layout. So so now there's now I'm, gonna, I'm having two of me on the screen in order yes! to show Brent as a thing. Okay, there we go. <laughs> She's back, and I can get rid of myself again. Oh, Melissa, do you know that you were gone? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, you did know you were gone. Oh, yeah, my just... internet cut out, and I had to try and get back on. Technical difficulties. This is a, <laughs> this is a, a Legna moment, everyone. Yes. Why? Oh, what happened? <laughs> you, well, you you completely left for a little while, and then there were two Terrans, and I was overwhelmed. <laughs> no. Uh, the audience the audience gave Mark a four point four seven, very very close to a five, but that's going to be a four for Mark from the audience. Um, after Mark, we lost Adam. 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 <laughs> Uh, the audience, uh, the audience likes Adam. They gave him a 7.72. Oh, that's an that's eight low. average. That's I That feels low to me. I can't believe that's in the sevens. That seems low. Uh, well, Jimmy, let's, let's, let's talk to you for a second. So I think that he was too loyal to the pretty boys for his own good. Mm-hmm. And he, that was, that was the killer of his game, man. Like he was trying to keep Dane in the house at final five when really he should have been trying to evict Dane. Like Dane was his biggest competition. Yeah. He wanted to be loyal to the soil. He couldn't see past his own vision, but I will cut him a little bit of a break because it was his vision. Now it's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like if it was somebody else's baby, I think like I think he would have probably play, played a pretty more a, a more straightforward game. But because this was his vision, I feel like he almost had to see it to fruition. Taryn, like it seems like that's what was driving him. Like if he hadn't made this, I don't know that it would have been such a big deal. So I, I'll go along with an eight from that the audience is saying 
Yeah, I, I feel I feel eight is appropriate. I think that uh, I think that he played a, a, a remarkable game. It, competition wise, was was extraordinary. Uh, if he had if he had cinched those uh, those last couple ones, it would have been even more extraordinary. He came close to touching Janelle's record. Uh, nobody's come close in a very long time, uh, and that's that's impressive by itself. But also, again, and I talked about this a little bit before the season was starting to to end here, but. Uh, I think his social game is underrated. I think that he really brought a lot of allies, a lot of people. He was really covering the uh, the pretty boys outside of their own alliance. I mean, if you think about it, uh, the the pretty boys won almost all of the HOHs, and of the non pretty boys to win HOHs, there were there was Kira, Sam, and Chelsea. Those were all Adam's allies, and he is responsible for making sure that they were reined in. Not maybe not Kira quite as much because that was toward the end of the game but certainly sam and chelsea um without his influence without his social game and uh, and strategy of setting the whole thing up in the first place that uh, those really could have been dangerous situations for the pretty boys there so i think he does deserve a lot more credit than sometimes he is is getting from some of the people who who really just look at the competitions but uh, but i think eight is appropriate because of what we talked about a little too loyal to the pretty boys probably should have right. taken dane out if he had the opportunity to which obviously he didn't um but that also kind of goes to show why he, he he did get a little bit outplayed there at the end by Dane. Um, so what are you going to do? And he yeah. let go of, when he let go of that HOH and gave it to Corey. I mean, that was such a massive mistake. I mean, cause if yeah, they could have, they could have ran the table. I mean, they could have, they really could have you guys. Sam was a very competent player uh, that if Adam doesn't let go, I wonder, I really wonder what the season looks like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm yeah, I'm very impressed with Adam's game. Um, I do think ultimately he was way too loyal and I think he wouldn't have cut any of the pretty boys, which I think he he should have. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to give him an eight, though, because the whole the whole thing with the pretty boys was all him. So I'm giving him an eight. All right. Uh, then we finally had uh, Kira. Kira, the last person cut from the game and uh, shockingly so. Uh, uh, before we tell them what the audience gave them, uh, I will just say this, that the one thing that annoys the living shit out of me is when people go onto interviews after the show and they finish in a certain spot and they say, well, I must have been doing something right because I made top three. And that's what Kira's saying. And I'm like, like and she, she's like, well, people said I was weak, but obviously not because I made top three. I'm like, that's the reason you made top three. Like... Like, and then they're like going, well, Adam would have taken me out. Uh, so I had to make the move that I needed to make. It, like, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Taryn or Melissa, I, whoever wants to answer this question. Do you think that Kira's main goal during the last two weeks of Big Brother Canada 7 was to make sure Adam didn't win the game? True or false? Do I think that Kira's main goal was to make sure Adam did not win? I I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay, I feel like Kira's main goal was to win. Uh, See, once Adam got mad at them and blew up and was like, you know, condescending to them and was like, you know, like the pretty boys are, you know, ruling the place and you won't have a chance in the finals. And they started to wrap their head around the fact I am not going to have a chance. Like I have no idea what was what's been happening in the game right now. And there's three pretty boys and Adam doesn't want to take me to the end. I think that. Their view of things, I think they were so offended by the way Adam treated them when 
uh, Kira nominated Adam for eviction, as Adam should have been upset. But that relationship totally disintegrated to the point where Kira's now not just not in favor of Adam, but she's ant- but they're anti-Adam. That's how I read Kira. I'm kind of like looking to see if the chat believes me, but I mean, maybe I'm misreading that situation. But it seemed like their primary goal was to get Adam out of the house, but they could never be Dane. So what's the point? I just feel like the Kira was trying to pick the winner of Big Brother. I mean, they they, they did say that that was one of their motivations was that they were trying to essentially uh, pick who they lost against. Um, And so I I, I would buy that maybe that was part of the motivation. We definitely heard a lot of pointed words toward Adam. And I did kind of grill Kira about that in the X interview. Um, Inexplicable thing, Taryn. Uh, You haven't talked to Kira yet, have you? No, long form no okay yeah like how did that relationship go south why did you feel like you needed to blindside him why why do that and then it did seem like you that Kira you were really like your like personhood your 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 agency in the game was offended at the things that Adam said and you were like well I'm gonna have the last laugh I'm gonna get you out of it's the last thing I do that's why they kept Mark or Dane in the game that's why Mark was eventually eliminated. Uh, I, I feel like that that's the way things went, but maybe maybe it's maybe that's not true. Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's definitely possible. I think that I think that they did feel very upset when when Anthony came to them the morning of the nominations and he told them that Adam and Dane were secretly working together at a five. They had a final two and uh, and that, you know, that Adam and Dane, they talked about how to manipulate Kira by bringing up Sam and all of this stuff. I do feel like they had felt included prior to that moment and that yeah. they were like they were included and they were going to be the ones to get one over on those guys. And I do feel like they felt a, a bit betrayed by Adam in that moment and maybe that contributed toward the blind side and then certainly after Adam blew up that definitely uh, left a sour note in uh, in Kira's mind so I mean I I think I think there you know there there could be validity to it I I, it's not something that I ever saw them vocalize or anything like that though so um, it's not something that I would uh, personally (sighs) subscribe to I think if you no matter like the fact that Kira got to the final three like it doesn't matter the if you had asked me prior to Kira's HOH uh what I thought her or their rating would be for their gameplay I would have given a higher score than I'm going to now it's funny that like at this like the further they got towards the end the worse I viewed their game oh yeah but it's true like I used to think that they they had a great read on the house and if only they could get power like if only they could get power they would be able to do something and instead they got power and they totally blew it and showed me that they have literally no idea what's going on in the game and that's where my opinion of kira so can we talk this out real quick like let's talk this out real quick because kira's saying that the reason that i had to get mark out of the game was because adam was showing me that he was too loyal to the pretty boys and that he would have cut me at final four so i knew that i needed jane in the competitions to beat adam but it just seems to me like they they just wanted adam out of the game like there was no because there's no winning path at that point but maybe like you you're you know it's the fishback thing where you're the hero of your own narrative and maybe they're thinking well if this if i go this way and and 
we, we, me, Anthony, and Dane successfully get Adam out of the house. Maybe I can take credit for that. I, well, I mean, what what Anthony essentially pitched to them was you can't trust Mark. He won't take you. Adam won't take you either. Um, and Adam's going to be here no matter what. Now, you can take Dane. Dane might take you. You might beat Dane. And also, Dane can beat Adam. He can take out the one person that will cut you because, you know, I'm going to take you. Dane will take you. It guarantees you at least yeah. second place. And you yeah. might be able to beat Dane. Um, I know what they said. I'm trying to figure out, was it a good move? Because I feel like the like not taking mark they're one person they could beat and the and a person that they could that that would take them to the final two they, i realized that you need to beat because they're they're saying all over in their interviews that mark would have never been able to beat adam and i don't think that that's true i think mark knew his days pretty well he could have i think he could have won that hoh competition at final four and i do think that he could have had a shot at winning that veto at, at especially with adam's mistake at the final four I, so I think it was unquestionably yeah. the wrong move. I, I think okay, that uh, there there was not a they took out the only person that would have taken them to the final two, um, yeah. and okay. uh, right. and that that person also happened to be the person they had the best shot of winning against. Um, so it was doubly bad there. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, and just just so they could finish in third instead of fourth, like because Kikira had won HOH at final five. Remember, so they were going to the final four no matter what. That's the worst that they could do, and they. They they made a decision where they really wanted to make sure they get to the final three, but then once at final three, then you know, yeah, like the odds of the actually winning. So are like, worse. go for the win. Yeah, the odds of winning are worse, oh. but the odds of you getting to the final three rather than final four are possibly better. I don't know. Yeah, but it's like, who cares at that? Who point? cares? You don't get paid anything for that. Yeah, third place, third and fourth, pay the same thing. They get to have an extra interview with me in person. That's what they were going for. Um, so, so let's give let's give Kira the uh, the rating here. Um, three, 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 three. Yeah, from Brent. Two from yeah, I'll Melissa. I give him a three. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with two. I'm gonna go with two. Yeah. Um, I do. I, I you know I, I think one is is not out of the question, but I do think, I think that it's, it's it's possible. I I do, I do think that Kira was. I, there is for all of their poor game decisions and sometimes lack of uh, awareness uh, in the game. They are they're good at selling themselves. I think that, uh, I mean, the audience loved what they were giving them, uh, on finale night with between, between like, Hey, for all the underdogs, for people who, you know, have had, had trouble believing in yourselves. Like there, there is something there that Kira is able to tap into and they do stand up for themselves in the moment. Uh, and, and there is something very admirable about that. Um, and so I do feel like they are capable of pulling that sort of underdog, Josh kind of win. Um, it, it was just not in the cards today. Uh, this this season. Yeah. Um, so two for me. It's a, a two point eight three from the audience. So that's gonna, that's a three average from the audience. Finally, let's get to our final two. Uh, Anthony, our second place, our runner up mm-hmm. for the season. Uh, I can tell you, the audience uh, gave Adam a higher rating than Anthony. Anthony's what? at That's a 7.57. That's stupid. Audience, you're being dumb. But it, that does average to an eight. 
but uh, but it was lower than Adam, which I would disagree with. I do think that Anthony, uh, he did come a little close here to winning the game. Ultimately, uh. Uh, ultimately, when we look at the decision to keep Dane over Mark, I think we can maybe look at that as a potential mistake. Uh, but he still came kind of close to winning regardless. And we saw... Over the course of the season, just how much control he had uh, over over the the votes, over over everything, um, especially when it comes to Dane versus Anthony. Anthony always won the argument, uh, and maybe that's not always a good thing. But he did always get his way, apart from, of course, the Corey situation, which yeah, was, was twist influence. That's the thing, though; it's so intangible, Taryn. I think we have to talk about this for at least a moment because Anthony's, you know, w- control over the game was absolutely unparalleled. I mean, he won everything except for the week that Corey went home. Anthony, it was he was the king of the castle, and everybody else was a foot soldier. That's really the way things happened. He got his way from the word go when Mackie said, you know, hey, I might put you on the block. And he's like, he just switched everything around. Like Kira was going home up until that point. And Anthony just flipped it. And from then on, he was in control. But he didn't necessarily play something that was visible to the jury. And they knew that they had been played. But I don't know that, you know, against the flashier uh, version of the game that Dane was playing, you know, where he's winning comps and, you know, <laughs> having fun and being a wild and crazy guy and having an alliance. I don't feel like it was ever going to stack up in the end. I mean, I see that now. I like when we were doing our preview of the finale, I think I had it like four to three for Anthony, but, you know, given his inability to prepare his jurors for their eventual, you know, enlightenment over what he was doing. And as Liguri once said to me in a text, he's like, Anthony played a great Big Brother game, but he did not play a great Big Brother Canada game. Because in Big Brother Canada, you have to be prepared for the end game competitions. And he just wasn't. He had no chance at winning any of those. And if you can't win any of those, then you haven't won any virtually any competitions before. The jury is just not going to respect you. Not in 2019. They're just not. Now, here's the thing. If Kira wins final HOH, which maybe they could have done. I mean, I think Dane was going to always take that. But if Kira wins, then obviously they take Anthony to the end and then he wins. So then who's who's laughing at who then? So I have to keep that in mind. Uh, so he made some good calls, but he also made a few bad calls here and there. So I think an eight is probably appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I I would love to give Anthony a nine. Oh, yeah, me too. I think that I think that he is very close i think that just as a couple of minor tweaks to his game and he would at least be a nine uh the problem is those tweaks they're just they're not there and they're never going to be there uh on a first on a first play at least uh maybe he can go back and knowing the show more knowing the game more he can he can definitely uh adjust those i think anthony on a return trip could be very deadly uh if if he's not too big of a target um i think he would be fine people are saying oh his game's up uh you know he cats out of the bag anthony uh you know uh he could never do this again if he was in a big brother all-star season a girl shut up like you don't know what you're talking about like anthony was shown to be pretty loyal to the people he was working with i mean he was obscenely loyal to dane kept him in the house when he probably should have evicted him at final five because of the bond that they had made i mean yeah he was stabbing other people in the back but if he has your back i feel like he has your back he also went to bad big time for Corey. Like if I wanted to be in a foxhole with somebody and I'm looking at the pretty boys, obviously Adam's probably number one, but Anthony's a close second, man. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and like it, it shouldn't be it shouldn't be forgotten that, you know, I went over Anthony's game and they knew all season long that Anthony was manipulative like, from week two. They were taught. Kalen was like uh, Eddie would go to Kalen and be like, Anthony, he's he's kind of manipulative. He's kind of playing all sides. And Kalen was like, nah. It's cool. I like it. Um, Chelsea recognized what he was doing. Kira is the person that that made everyone. uh, Kira is the reason that week three people were like, ah, ring the bells. Anthony's dead. I had an I had a debate with Kirsten on a morning update where she said, Taryn, Anthony's not running the game. This is it for Anthony. Uh, This is too early to say that he's going to do well um, because Kira found him out and called him out. Uh, and who is the most manipulated by Anthony by the end of the season? It's yeah. Kira. Uh, I don't think that it's uh, just knowing that you're being manipulated does not always inoculate uh, you from inoculate you from the manipulation itself. Uh, so you do you do need to uh, take that into account. And again, I've talked about this before as well. But people saying like, oh, you know, it's only because he's playing with weak players. It's only weak players that would fall for this stuff. Um, but again, the way that he was handling Chelsea for a while was working for a while. Like he does not go full force on people that he knows he can't go full force on. Um, so he, he, he does take it situation by situation and person by person. So I don't think that he should be underestimated if he comes back into the game. It reminds me of Paul when everyone was like, well, we know Paul's deceiving people. We know Paul's going against people, but he's not doing it to us. Like we're his true alliance. Yeah. And that's what it reminds <laughs> me of everybody saying like, oh, well, we know Anthony's manipulative, but he's not manipulating me. Like, and that's where I feel like it, it's very similar in that way. And I mean, if we're going to talk about similarities, jury management, Paul didn't do it. Anthony didn't do it. Like very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but at at the end of the day, like I said, I feel like he, he, it's, it's, and it usually is this way, uh, his lack of game knowledge. I feel like coming into the game, he does not know the show well enough. He doesn't know how to do the jury management. He doesn't realize that he's not going to have any time to convince people at the end of the game. And that's really going to hurt him. Uh, and, and even though he did come close to winning, it was kind of a specific case where we know that Mark would not have taken him. We know that, uh, Adam would not have taken him. And even if Adam did take him, or even if Dane does take him, he loses to both of them. Anyway, his only win scenario was Kira taking him. That situation, that scenario was kind of, uh, hard to get to in the first place. Um, and, but, but he did, and he did come close. Yeah. Um, I'm still thinking when we were talking about like, you know, should Dane throw part one and get to part two? Yeah. Like that didn't happen. And Kira got to part three. I mean, if there's any, I mean, I think about like big brother Canada one, where they were like answering jury questions about, uh, what the jurors said on their pregame questionnaires or something, I think was what in big brother Canada one, they were answering. So it was totally random. Uh, and Gary won that beat beat Emmett. Um, like if, if it was something like that, I mean, like, dude, man, Kira, like Anthony has a shot to win the game and not only that, but maybe like sweep the jury or at least like six to one with Sam voting against him. Like that would have been so cool. But it, the, the way these competitions are designed, it's so predictable about what they're going to ask. Like a part of me does enjoy that, but a part of me really wants to get rid of that because I don't feel like people should be able to like break the game like Kevin did. But on the other hand, you know that the game is broken. So get people like that out of the game. So I feel like it's catch 22. Yeah. uh, There are so many minor things that Anthony could have done. Study more, 
yeah be better at jury management uh That's you know this yeah. is a couple a couple of different things he could easily be uh i think the best of all the players here but as it stands going into the game as he does i, I have to go with with the eight as well melissa what, what were you at I'm between an eight and a nine. I'm really impressed by his game. And I thought that he did a really great job. Um, It's really the only thing that's kind of bringing me down a little is the end game, which, you know, obviously is important. But the fact that I don't even think he did that poorly in the end game. It's just that the fact that he didn't get any jury votes indicates that he did do poorly. So, oh, thank you for reminding me of that Um, in, in his exit interviews. Um, Anthony is asked, well, you know, hey, hey, you didn't get any votes. Are you surprised by that? He goes, no, I'm not surprised by that. You know, Danny played an amazing game. He's the Prince of Kelowna, man. Come on. But then like five seconds later, he's like, well, I was surprised I didn't get a couple. <laughs> and, then, and then like the real tea starts to come out. So like, make no mistake. I feel like he, he, if you give him truth serum, I feel like he's really mad that he didn't get any votes from the jury. Yeah, um, I mean, like it's it's not like I feel like he's I, I mean, maybe you can co-sign this, Karen. I feel like that Anthony feels like if he says he's mad at the jury, that he's somehow mad at Dane's win. And that's not true at all. I feel like you can be happy for Dane and you know, appreciate his win and yet still be like a little forlorn that you didn't get votes from Corey that you feel like you should have had, that you didn't get a vote from Kira that you probably should have had, that you didn't do better at this thing called jury management. Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of, you know, what we were talking about with, with Dane potentially not uh, owning up to things, I feel I feel like Anthony was the person that I felt uh, is is trying to sell the same sort of stuff he was trying to sell in the house, uh, outside the house a little bit. Um, and uh, and and I would love to I, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to talk to him about his game as well and, and hopefully get uh, some more answers from him and uh, and what his thoughts were on on everything. So, uh, yeah. So uh, that's Anthony. Then we finally have Dane, our winner, our winner of the season. Um, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with Dane here. Uh, he's a nine. I think yep, he's, a he's a nine for me. Yep. Um, I, I don't think he's uh, he's in ten territory, uh, but I do think Who he is. is uh, I, I do think he is somebody that like you know if if Dane came back and did extremely well again i think that like i think that you would then definitely i think he's in that picture like i think there there are other winners that if they came back and did really well i'd be like okay maybe they're better than i thought if dane came back and did really well i'd look at him like uh, like in that top tier uh, i really would i think that the, that he has that potential can he come back and do really well again i don't know i don't know um yeah. but for right now it's a nine and and uh, and i was very impressed by by what i saw from him all season long his jury management in particular should be praised to high heaven because it was incredible the fact that he managed to win unanimously against such a, such a strong opponent there in anthony who uh for as much as we can fault him for his jury management didn't do, didn't do a ton wrong um it's not like he like totally trashed his jury management it just wasn't as right. good as somebody yeah. like dane um who did very very well he is he is at the top of the leaderboard for competitions he is just outshining adam there in the percentages for his seven wins uh seven out of i really 
Oh, sorry. I don't mean. Oh, I thought you were done. I, I really feel like his uh, his toothless uh, view of things, like his 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 perception to the outside world. I feel like that really inoculates him against some of the maybe hatred or anger that the jury might have been feeling toward him. It's really hard to be angry at a guy who like doesn't have his teeth and is, and is smiling at you. It's really hard. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like that's that's a ploy on his part. He even said as much in in an interview. Like he, that that helps him to seem a little bit more kind of a cool and goofy guy and you it's hard to really hold somebody's feet like that to the fire so i do feel like that that's a planned part of his personality i also give him a nine too i think he played a masterful game and my personal preference on how he you know articulates his game aside i think that you know clearly one of the best games in big brother history if not the best in big brother canada history it was so well-rounded and although i don't think you need a well-rounded game which is code for competitions in order to be a great player he was really great in all three areas of the game yeah i'm in agreement with what you guys said i would give him a nine as well um i i thought i think that had we got to the end and anthony had won unanimously i may not have given dane a nine like i probably would have ranked anthony higher but because he gets to the end it's unanimous votes uh i you you've got to give it to him i mean it's hard to kick all your friends out of the game and still have them come back and vote for you. So I think that um, that was impressive in and of itself. And the fact that he played, he played so well and wasn't just, you know, it wasn't, I don't feel at all that it was a, it was a bitter jury where they're voting against uh, Anthony for Dane. Uh, I or against Anthony and by, eh, I don't think that Anthony, it was yeah. against Anthony. I think it was for Dane. Yes. There you go. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I, I will say, I think that if Anthony had won, I, I might've given him a 10. I, I, I might've, uh, you oh, know, totally. I think. Oh that, yeah. I, I was, I, I still wanted that to happen. Yeah. Taryn. Oh, but if I Anthony wanted a villain. Yeah. Um, the audience uh, is also going to go with a nine for Dane an 8.67 average rating uh i just ran back to look at the old tyler stats tyler got an 8.87 um so tyler had a slightly higher uh average rating at the end of his season than dane is going to get here but um i don't know if that's i don't know if that's right i mean i do think that if tyler had won i'm i probably yeah, would have given him a 10 um but but he didn't it reminds uh, me so. of Anthony where it's like if Tyler had won, I would have given him a 10, but he didn't win. So did Dane, Dane play a perfect game? He never had an eviction vote cast against him. And of course, he did hit the block. So I don't know if people count that as perfect game, but he won a unanimous jury vote and he never had an eviction yes. vote cast against the, him. He, it was the third perfect game. Uh, Dan played the first one, Kevin, the second one and Dane, the third one. No votes cast against him. Um, and uh, I don't believe. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't think anybody has has won unanimously and had never been on the block uh, as well. Um, so. You know, something to consider there. But uh, I do I do think, you know, ultimately, when it comes down to it, you know, Dane, he did pull this win out. I would personally probably put Dane above Tyler there because um, he, he won. Uh, I, he did not have as dominant a game. And this is why I didn't give him a 10. Uh, you know, he did have to beat Adam at the final four uh, in two competitions that were both pretty close. And if he doesn't beat Adam there, then he's in a trickier spot. And uh, if he loses to Adam in the final two, that's that's not great. Um, he was not in a spot like 
Tyler, where he was in the final two once they hit final seven. Um, and all he needs to do is not screw it up. Uh, he was not in a spot, even like Anthony, where Anthony was pretty, pretty close to guaranteed final two uh, with a decent amount of people. As long as Dane or Kira had won, uh, he just needed to make sure that he got out the other people. Um, not quite as, as dominant there as Tyler, but he also, I think, showed more uh, control over the game than Tyler did. So uh, a, lo- a lot of uh, good things to compare here in all of their games. But uh, but I would put Dane as the the best player that uh, that we've seen in uh, in a long time. And I, I would probably put him above Tyler there. I would, too. All right. All right. Well. Speaking of Dane, we'll 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 keep with Dane here. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on the finale, but I also asked the audience here, where does Dane rank as a Big Brother Canada winner? Now, we're not going to rank all of the winners. This is not that podcast. We'll have that podcast at some point. Um, but uh, but for right now, we're just going to try and place Dane in the Big Brother Canada winner rankings. And uh, I, the, the, the criteria here that I gave was, uh, is he the best winner? Is he in the top half? Is he about in the middle? Is he in the bottom half? Or is he the worst winner? Hmm. And? I would say best winner. Oh, well, I know what I would say. I mean, I was asking what the audience said. Well, you know, well, I like to mix <laughs> oh, up the order. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I mean, I would, I'm like, I'm trying to like go over everybody, go over everybody in my head and like, okay, Jillian, no. John, see, John's probably the one that I'm close on, but because he made the move that he needed to make, and uh, I'd probably say that Dane was better because John had to have his hand held so much. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know, he had the good fortune of being tied with Netta, and Netta knew what the hell she was doing in Big Brother Canada too. Not so much five. Uh, shade. Um, Sarah, three, great social game, but helped by the twists. Four. Yeah, I'm thinking that. Da, 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 da. Uh, I'd agree with you. Dane is the best winner of Big Brother Canada. I'd say he's top half for sure. Top, do you do top, not agree? You the top. Well, I like Kevin. I think Kevin was a really great winner, and I think that he did a really great job. And I think that he fought his way to the end, and I feel like that's really impressive to me. Um, and I, I, I just was really, I was. I was really impressed with Kevin's game. Um, Uh, But I I think that Dane, like, I mean, I don't know. He took Anthony to the end. Like, I just feel like Dane did some things that I wasn't super impressed with. So, um, I don't know. I I like Kevin. Ironically, if he took, I mean, like, if Dane takes Kira to the end, he actually doesn't win unanimously. He actually goes against him. So, because Anthony would have voted for Kira and Sam would have voted for Kira. I love I, I sorry, I loved uh, I loved Dane's reaction when I told him that Anthony would have voted Kira over him if he cut Anthony. Yeah, well, I'm glad he gave an honest answer. I was thankful for that. Yeah. I like what uh, Tara said in the chat, which is that Kevin had a strong house to go against, which I think is true. And I think he had a more of an uphill battle for sure than Dane did because Dane and the pretty boys were competing against nobody. And uh, whereas Kevin was competing against literally everybody. So, and a bunch of returnees who knew what they were doing. So I don't know. I'm just more, I'm more impressed with Kevin's ability. In that I, I will say this, if, Melissa, I would be with you in that, in that, I mean, I would understand where you're coming from, but Dane had a massive moment at the final five where he was going home. He knew he was going home. He cried in his pillow that he was going home. And then he, and yet 
at the final five when he's the obvious jury threat that he is to win unanimously. And he does win unanimously. He somehow stays in the game. Like he gets people. It wasn't even a tie vote that he needed. But everybody, all three people wanted him to stay. It was just craziness. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think Dane did a great job and it's a very close one for me, but it's hard for me to sit there and say he played the best game when I really am impressed with Kevin's game. And um, Kevin's was a solid, solitary game and Dane's wasn't. So that also like, it's not exactly Apple. Story. Also, I, you know, I feel like we, we talked about how the, the pretty boys really ran the house. They had very little competition, which is, is fair. Um, and, and I've talked about that argument before as well, where really good players tend to make other players look really dumb that's kind of necessary if you want to display that kind of gameplay is that other people have to be dumb in order for you to look that smart um so uh, it, it's kind of hard to not have that argument be used against you when you play so well but at the same time it was all of the pretty boys using that uh being great players themselves and of the pretty boys dane also played them and beat them handily uh he did not have trouble beating adam he did not have trouble beating anthony and i think that that also says uh, a lot about dane's capability as a player there and then also when we look at you know kevin versus dane i i think that uh yes kevin was like more the underdog he went against the whole house but uh but the way that i look at it is like uh like hey you know <laughs> just because he went against the whole house doesn't it, maybe it was like more impressive to watch but not necessarily um <clears throat> like the best game right like uh right, yeah. he he had the whole house against him for a reason um so exactly. that's that's something there at the same time though uh i do think that kevin can win competitions much more reliably than even dane can even though dane has the technically better record percentage wise it's because uh kevin was throwing even more competitions and he was involved in a lot more prior to his competition run um and i do think that kevin can probably win more regularly than dane so i might go with kevin there but the the one thing that allows me to feel very solid about putting dane here at number one is that kevin's win was on his second try you put kevin in his first game and he does not have that level of preparedness that uh, that he had in the second game and so that's yeah. true no i mean that is true it is true i I'm not set in my way, but I, that's why I just said, like, I think he's for, I mean, he's for sure in the top half, in my opinion. I, but I can't say for sure that I think he's the best winner is all I'm saying. I, I think that like, I can absolutely put him in top half for sure. I can put him in top two for sure, but I'm like waffling back and forth. Um, but I'm not set in stone and I'm not like, oh, he like Kevin definitely played a better game, but I, I, I would have to look into it more, I think, in order to fully decide. But I, I, I can see why you guys would put him as number one. I do think he played a really great game. So yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Like, so, like I literally had to go through it and think. I'm like, it really is he really number one? Like, really? And I'm like, I think he is. Like, I don't. I mean, how can I put anybody else above him? Even Kevin, as as miraculous as that was, but it's just like everything else is so <laughs> ill fitting. Like his social game, and he made decisions that got him on the outs, and that he was targeted for a reason, and he had to win competitions. It always was winner go home. Dane was not, he did not have, like Steve Moses always says, if you have to rely on a competition, you're doing something wrong in the Big Brother game. I don't know that it necessarily holds true with Big Brother Canada, but I do think it holds true overall. But in general, if you're needing to win a competition, you're not playing the Big Brother game the way it needs to be played. Dane lost at Final Five and still managed to stay in the house. I mean, I don't know if, and I don't, this isn't shade when I say this, but I don't know if you have a, an appreciation for that move as much as I have. Maybe I'm more awed by it 
because I was for certain that he was going home. But then as I saw each person, you know, come around to the idea that he should stay, I was on board with their decisions, except for Kira, uh, when they were thinking about, you know, hey, I should probably get this guy to stay in the house. Obviously, in hindsight, we know that Adam should not have been on board with that. And really, Kira shouldn't either. But their relationship had so disintegrated at that point. And part of that was Anthony's doing. So that's why he continued to get his way. Yeah. I, I mean, I will say, I, if I had to place a bet, I'd probably make the bet that Kevin is a better returning player than Dane will be if Dane returns, um, that he can probably win more consistently than than Dane. But as a first time player, I do think that, that it's it's obvious that, that, that Dane takes the win there. And uh, and most people only play once. Um, yeah, so true. it's just hard for me because I do feel like him being in the pretty boys helped him a lot. And I think that I, I think that that was just something he was handed. And I, I think that if he didn't have the pretty boys, I don't think he would have gone as far. And I think that with I mean, Kevin, he was by himself. And to me, that's really impressive to pull yourself out of a situation where you're literally all alone yeah. and everyone wants you out starting from like the get go, essentially. And I, so that's why I was impressed with Kevin's game. I okay. if we're talking about like, you know, I'm talking about it as like watching that win. And that's what I'm ranking it on. If we're talking yeah. about like, oh, we put these guys in a house, who's going to win? I don't know if I would give Kevin the win of that, but but I'm just saying, like in in terms of their game in that in that uh, the season <laughs> as it exactly played out, that's what I was impressed by. Yes. All right. Well, the audience did say with 57 percent of the vote, best winner. Best winner, fifty-seven percent say best winner. Uh, then thir- another thirty-five percent say uh, top half. So uh, that's that's like uh, ninety ninety uh, almost ninety-three percent of the audience says uh, either best winner or top half. Uh, there's a there is like a five percent uh, group that says middle, and then uh, there are three people there that say a uh, worst winner. You know who you are. <laughs> i think he does know who you are actually I don't know. <laughs> um all right so that was uh that's that's dane and his placement there uh we also had some other stuff to talk about um one was how would you rate the episodes of big brother canada 7 the episodes of big brother canada 7 uh the audience said uh 6.64 that's pretty good considering where we were at uh, at some point there in the season. I think a lot of people were like, worst season ever, give it a two, give it a three. And I was like, I think this is pretty solid. Uh, and I feel like it, it it ended up in a pretty solid place. It's about uh, how I'm you finish. I, I had this discussion with Rockstar on Twitter. It's about how you finish because she's you know, hearing from people left and right that Big Brother 20 was a slog. And I'm like, well, it wasn't a slog. It was only a slog at the end, but it's like in life it's about how you finish people remember that shit yeah it really does have a big effect the first half of big brother 20 i was like this is an amazing season this is so much fun and then the second half i was like i hate this so much and and i think that that has affected my opinion of it because now when people are like oh did you like what do you think about big brother 20 was that a good season i'm like but but at the if you had asked me in the first half i would have been like yeah this is a great season so yeah it totally affects it and and looking at this season i hated this season in the beginning the first half was super super terrible and the second half 
was great. So now I'm starting to think like, wow, that was a great season when really I, I hated it. It wasn't a great season. I mean, like it was pretty lackluster. Let's be real from a, from an entertainment standpoint, from a, you know, a game watchability standpoint, I think it was pretty lackluster. However, the, the predictability of it is, is somewhat cold comfort in a way, in a, in a era where, you know, like shit, like shows are being set on fire around us. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate it. And as time has gone on, it's been a, like a, what, a week or two now? Like that since he won, maybe a week since he won. It's been a week since he won. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I, I think this will age well. Yeah, I'm looking back on it fondly, but at the time I was like, I mean, especially with in light of other things that are going on in other shows, it's like you look back on it and you're like, that's a good result. That's a that's a good result, and you know that that's how that's how it affects my my opinion of the season. And honestly, it it was not a great season, but throughout the editing of the episodes was really strong. I felt like, especially in compared to last season, where. Uh, where you really weren't getting the full picture of what was actually going on this year. I feel like the episodes did cover the full picture and maybe that's because it was way more of a straightforward game than it was last season. Yeah. I, I so in particular with the episodes, I thought the editing was is so much, so much improved from last season. And honestly, like, at points, very good. Uh, you know, obviously there are times where I'm going to be able to to nitpick certain points. I don't like when they cut in the middle of the action sometimes. But uh, in terms of the sponsorships, they are way more low key uh, over the course of the season. The dramatic moments, they hit the right note. Um, I felt like we got a, a very accurate story. I really enjoyed the episodes. I feel like toward the end of the the, the season, we got some of the best Big Brother episodes we've seen in a while, if not for some of the great Big Brother 20 episodes. Um, But between Big Brother 20 and I think this season where we got some really great episodes, I think those have been the best episodes that we've seen in years uh, for Big Brother. And and I do think that Big Brother Canada 7 contributed to that. I'd personally give the episodes an eight. I loved I loved what I saw from them this season in the episodes. Um, I did. I enjoyed it. I probably go seven, but I, I can see your eight. All right. Uh, the feeds. I asked, what about the feeds? How do you rate the feeds this season? Um, people said uh, six, five point nine five. Just uh, just shy of a six there for the feeds. Um, I will also say I really enjoyed the feeds. Um, I think that there were a lot of weeks that uh, that I really liked. I mean, starting right off the bat with Mackie. It was, it was a crazy week. I loved that week on the feeds. There was the Kalen week. That was also crazy. Uh, Kalen, the vote flipping back and forth. You had Sam overhearing things. Kalen coming out about her age. That was also oh, a crazy. Can I stop you real quick? Because on the, on, the big, on the Big Brother debrief, when Arissa came for Sam and Kira and the way that they handled the whole like overhearing the pretty boys talk about them. Like that cast wasn't ready for how much shade Arissa was throwing at them, like under the, under the table. Like you, you could, uh, like if you were in the know, you could see it, but they didn't realize it. And it was really funny to watch. If you haven't watched the debrief, you really should, but sorry. Darren. Yes. Um, I, the Chelsea week was a little weird. 
I, I wasn't super fond of that one. Um, <sighs> but then after that, you know, we got the blood veto week with Kiki and that was, that was kind of an interesting week. I enjoyed that one. Um, then we got, uh, the Sam week where, you know, everything that Dane and Anthony pulled off, like there was something that I really enjoyed about most of the weeks throughout the, uh, throughout the it's game. It's really amazing to me how long Dane, and this just shows how good of players they are, how long Dane and Anthony got away with Adam actually believing that they were not really the cause of Sam going home. Like they voted against her, but like, like he didn't realize Adam that it was all a plan. It was all, it was all the, the, the fix was in man. And he didn't know that, that they were part of this. Like he thought, Oh, well she's on the block now and now they want to evict her. But that's like, they had everything to do with that. And they managed to make him believe that. And it was, it's just amazing to me how they were never, he never found out about that. Like it just, yeah. Amazing, amazing stuff to watch. Yeah. And honestly, then then Mark being HOH, the whole secret assassin stuff, everyone freaking out, Anthony flipping the, the thing back and forth. That was good. Um, then things did start to slow down for a week or two for me at the very least. But then they kicked back up again when Kira won that final five HOH. That was that was really great. So I, I have to say, I also really enjoyed the feeds this season. I would also give the feeds an eight personally. I, I was really enthralled for for a lot of the season. And uh, and that's not something I can say for a, a lot of of seasons of of even big brother canada sometimes so yeah yeah. then finally uh overall overall people gave the season uh, about about a six to 6.1 for the season as a whole um i'm happy with that i know that there's been a lot of negativity toward the season like i said i I think i'm pretty clear at this point i'm I'm at at least an eight for the season i i really enjoyed it i really found it both entertaining strategically uh engaging um i feel like it's done uh great things for the show as a whole for the legacy of the show for the history of the show um i'm very pleased with with how a lot of this came out overall so uh I'm happy. I'm happy with the season. I am. I'm well, happy was, you're happy. Yeah, I'm happy you're happy. I, I think for most of us, uh, it was just a giant case of blue balls. And that's really how I felt about the season. I mean, I know that you're saying you know, this week was entertaining. This week was entertaining. This week was entertaining. But every time we felt like something was going to break and we thought, oh, this is going to be it. And when we constantly didn't get our way, boy, that was that was tough. Yeah. Uh, and once we finally accepted reality that we weren't going to get it. And then I feel like things got a little bit better and it was able, it was a little bit more tolerable. And then the end was interesting and very illuminating. To watch. Yeah. So I, I would say like, like the last, the, the last like three or two weeks, maybe last two weeks, maybe I would say maybe two or three weeks were entertaining. Uh, and then the rest of it was n- not for me, but yeah. you know, I mean, the end game was great. I really and hope exactly what I was hoping for. And so <laughs> that was very fun. I'm really uh, but the rest of it, not so much. That Big Brother Canada does not make another decision to bring in some. I just don't cast any guys who want a guy alliance. Like I, like I, I mean, I, I, I just feel like that. Just don't do it. Like, uh, I, I don't want to watch this a, again. I don't think there's a problem with the guys alliance. I mean, we'll we'll talk oh. about. It. I think I think the problem is the competitions, but we'll we'll get there. Um, I love Dane backpedaling in his interview, saying, "Well, we wanted four people in the alliance." You're like, yeah, right. I'm like, that is not how I remember it, honey. But you do you. I, I will say, I, I think I think that you you are onto something a little bit there, Brent. Uh, the the uh, like I I really like, sensitive I, about that. 
I, I don't I don't care about like getting my way on the season. Like I, I usually like I don't have a like super rooting interest most of the time. Um, and so I feel like that's part of what enables me to enjoy these kinds of seasons. Um, right. And so I feel like maybe the, the select few like me are maybe feeling the same way. Um, so hopefully you feel represented. Um, and I, of course, do not claim to represent uh, the majority of the fan base on this one, although I, I can claim that the that the casual seem to uh, have enjoyed this season um but uh but apart from that uh i i feel like maybe that's maybe that's the key there that uh well, that people so you know people have a rooting interest and uh, if they don't get that way then then uh then they don't i know i represent the season <laughs> all right all right um so uh then i wanted you to rank the players from your favorite to your least favorite this uh did not really change from last week uh yeah. we uh we had adam dane and sam uh, at the top with uh with damien there as well in the top four then anthony and then chelsea and uh yeah basically the same as before who was yeah. the bottom bottom was again uh kira and and then followed by laura and mackie yeah, yeah. Right. legion city man Yep. Uh, I wanted to know uh, who would you like to see play again? And uh, very, very unanimously um, with over 80% of responses that chose Adam as the person they would love to see play again. Followed by Sam. Mm -hmm. Followed by Anthony. Those are the top three. Adam, Sam, Anthony. I would agree with that. I yeah. agree as well. Uh, obviously, I would love uh, Dane to, to come back at some point, but uh, that's like all stars only yeah um then uh we did get chelsea was actually fourth people would like to see chelsea back uh then dane was fifth oh god no i'm not falling for that again (laughs) Uh, but damn no yeah then after dane was actually uh there was a big drop off dane had 25 percent of people said dane uh and then 11 percent of people said uh i wonder if you guys can guess this one uh who, who do you think is after dane Mm. Uh, I'm trying to go through everybody in the house. Uh, who? Kalen? Nope. Kira Eddie? with it, like Kiki? Nope. It. Uh, I think. I think Brent got it on the second guess. It was Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie. with eleven percent. Um, yeah. And then Eddie, Eddie had two good moments. He had like the 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 the, the premiere episode when he told Adam that you look pretty ugly, and then the finale where he's serving shade in that outfit. Like that was it for Eddie. Love you, girl. But that was. <laughs> A little, little bit of a gap there. Yes, and then right, right behind Eddie at about ten percent was uh, was Damien. Uh, that's where Damien fell there. Um, yeah. So uh, should have should have done this one while we were talking about rating rating the season. But uh, where does Big Brother Canada Seven rank as a season of Big Brother Canada? Um, I gave the same criteria for the for the Dane question: top, best season, top half, middle, bottom half, or worst season. <laughs> I'm thinking about Amelia Clark talking about the like, last season of Game of Thrones. Best season ever! Oh boy, don't get me started <laughs> on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Uh, God. Interview, man. I have so much, so much to half. say about Game of Thrones. Bottom half for the season. Uh, Are you talking about Big Brother Canada? Yes, Big, Big Brother, Brother Canada. Canada. Yeah. Melissa's bottom half. Brent? For for what so, so, what are we talking about again? Sorry, season, I got off. season ranking uh, oh. for Big Brother Canada. Oh, um, I don't know. 
come back to me. <laughs> All right. Um, I would say I would say top half for me, uh, for sure. Um, honestly, this is uh, uh, one of the contenders for one of the better seasons of Big Brother Canada, in my opinion. Um, and wrong, uh, yeah, <laughs> what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, I can I can tell you I can tell you 27 percent of our audience uh, agrees top half. All right. Well, who agrees with me? Uh, 25% agree with you. percentage is not that much more than mine. I had 2% on you. Essentially the same. He acts like his. I took that. I expected expected this to be way worse. I did not expect to have a 2% lead. I expected to have a 20% deficit. Um, But uh, but. I feel like that uh, the show had a great ending with a great winner that people really like. Like if Anthony won, I don't know if people feel so great. I feel wonderful about the show but like a lot of the fans really didn't respond well to anthony um and his villain turn there in the last half of the season um i I think that helps and also just the general feeling of uh like a little bit of unpredictability that was injected into the season at the end i think also helps and the stability of the franchise also the fact that no twists really seem to upset the apple cart i know Corey went home but that like that to me in the scale of twists in reality television is pretty benign these days so like it was a pretty straightforward game man you know no big brother three shenanigans here yeah uh 30 percent said middle so uh that's i say middle vast vast majority of people were uh you know uh, over 50 percent were either top half or middle um and also over 50 percent were bottom half and middle um, wow, so really decided. uh so it's very very much in the middle i really Thanks, expected a lot more uh, worst season um but uh but only only 14 percent said worst season and uh nine people said best season so good job guys those nine Good job, people. nine of you. <laughs> um, so this is a crazy one. I wanted to know because we had we had talked about this on the last roundtable. Pretty boys versus the brigade. Uh, Which one was more well, dominant? Like, like no, no, no tea. But like I put out the poll, and even my I'm in favor of uh, the pretty boys, and yet the people on Twitter who follow me. Or in favor of the brigade. I can only imagine what your poll was like when you put it out. Oh, because my poll is always so biased in my direction. Uh, except, no, Brent, this poll was actually the other direction. No way, yeah. really? Yes. Well, they, said, they said the pretty boys were more dominant? Well, it was incredibly close. Oh, um, okay. 49.45 to 50.55%. Uh, this is a, a difference of about four votes. Um, the brigade did take it uh, by four votes, but uh, but this was a four very votes? close vote. Wow. Yeah, close. maybe it's because it's like my poll was just like click and yours is one you had to like really think about and fill out. So the more learned people will take and, you know, evaluate it. Uh, I don't know. Yes. I mean, that's only shade against some of you, but it's not. I mean, I'm just like, you know, the people, it's one thing that like, even me, like I, there's sometimes like, if I see something like Terrence survey, if I got time, I'll do it. If I don't have time, girl, bye. I like, I, I can click a poll on Twitter, but actually going through something and filling it out, that takes time and effort. And obviously you're going to have a little bit of more agency invested in something like that. So it, you're probably going to give a less biased take on things. On the other hand, you give a really biased take on things. 
I, I, my, one of my favorite parts is how Brent explains poll results based on the result of the poll. <laughs> uh, I think I mean, I yeah. think I'm pretty accurate on this, but you know. um, well, <laughs> you, you definitely did not have uh, an accurate prediction. Um, so we can move on. Uh, do you think Anthony was robbed? I asked that question. Do you think was Anthony robbed? Not now. <sighs> I've come. I've seen in the light of day. No, I do not believe he was robbed. Yes. Uh, I thought he was at the time. Uh, well, I don't know if he like. I I felt like he was robbed, but only from the sake of like I wanted the I wanted him to get a couple votes, and I wanted the jury to realize how much they had been had by Anthony, and they didn't. I never got I never got my nut on that. You know, I never got to see that that they realized how much Anthony had a hand in their undoing. They totally dodged that humiliation whatsoever in the finale for me. It was all about, well, Dane was the more rounded guy and we'll crown him. But like Anthony screwed you guys horribly. You have no idea. And I, I want my pound of flesh. Like I wanted to see them realize that he was their undoing and I never really got that. So that part of me is, uh, you know, a bit misty that I didn't get that. But overall, no, he was not rock. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going to agree on that one, and uh, the audience did as well. Eighty three percent said no. Anthony was not robbed. Yeah. yeah, no. I mean, yeah, no. Yes. Um. So there you go. Uh. Now this is this is uh one of the final questions here. Should the competitions in Big Brother Canada be altered to be more random? And this is what I feel like. If you want to avoid a steamrolly situation as such as the one that we got this season, I feel like the competitions are more important even than the casting in uh, how we decide that. I think that uh, we are allowing certain people to be too good at the competitions. They are winning too too many of the same people are winning too many of the same competitions and it is not the best thing for the show, I think, to yeah, to I have that happen. Thought, I never thought I'd say it like ever that I would want more random competitions, but here I am saying it. Uh now I have come around to it and I think that there should be more random competitions. However, I do kind of like the idea of doing random HOHs, but then not random vetoes because i feel like people should be able to fight for the chance to stay whereas like if you're just randomly you know doing stuff for the veto like you throw a ball or something that has to hit in a specific area like yeah who knows with that and that i don't really like that because if someone really wants to stay they should be able to try for it and so i like those like how bad do you want it sort of competitions um whereas like with hoh i mean you know anything should be able to happen like we should be able to get those like change-ups and i think that Randomized HOHs are good, uh, but I think that for vetoes, like yeah. give people a chance. M- Melissa, Mindy, Mindy Bond in the chat says, but the HOH, <laughs> but the HOH not playing in the veto was supposed to prevent the steamroll. No, uh, I think that's their question. I think the answer is that the production never cared about a steamroll. I think they were just screwing with things because they wanted to screw with things. Like they wanted, I think they wanted more change up in the nominations and if the HOH who is a, you know presumably a comp able person cannot defend their nominations then it's more likely that the nominations will change and the veto episode on Wednesday will be exciting that's where I think production is coming from but I don't think the production gives a shit about a steamroll 
Yeah, I mean, it's interesting uh, because when we look at the answer to this question, people uh, pretty overwhelmingly said yes. Seventy-eight percent said yes. The competitions should be more random in Big Brother Twenty. We're kind of we kind of saw a shift toward the Big Brother Canada strategy where at the end of the season we saw something that was more uh skill based than than random and uh and i even asked uh the in in the um the form for the end of big brother 20 not like six months ago at this point uh do you prefer the new format of trivia or did you like the crapshoot and uh 70 percent of people said yes i like that there is more skill i like the trivia did you ever get a chance to talk to trevor boris at all no no not not in toronto no that's too bad i'm hoping maybe we can make that happen one day but i like i don't want it to come off as like we're attacking his they're 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 you know uh, view of things that this is the way they do it up in Canada. I mean, it certainly has its place, but I do think that there's something to be learned from the randomness aspect of it and how great of a product it could give a show. But on the other hand, unpredictability is an editor's nightmare, and maybe that's what they're guarding against. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, we we've talked about it all season, but I feel like uh, it's it's interesting having a, such a, a dramatically shifted response to that question in in such short a short period of time but yeah. uh, we'll see we'll see if uh, if big brother us continues to move in this direction as well um and then finally we have to uh we do have to address here the stock watch oh <laughs> whatever turn one we're all oh. over it <laughs> i am just curious whether or not you beat beast that's the real tea like, <laughs> Well, all right, let's uh, let's let's do this here. Um, we'll start uh, Brent. I sold everything and bought the only person that I first of all, I couldn't win. So I bought Kira. And of course, they went down to zero because they didn't win. So I ended up with no money in my bank account. Uh, I, well, Listen, I, you, I think oh. you, you got left with two dollars. How? Because you couldn't afford a, a final Kira share. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> and so I and wait, wait, what was the rule here that at the end you could keep your money? I didn't realize we had put in that rule. See, the, the rules were just like implemented. I didn't and I realize. Had, like, that I was, was like the most discussed con- thing. There was a constitutional convention and I was out to lunch, apparently. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll show not only the direct messages, but the various conversations <laughs> on the podcast about this very thing, Brent. Um, not that it would have mattered anyway, because I could have, uh, even if we had the old rules, I, I, had, I had you covered, both covered. Regardless, yes. I could have outbought all oh, three players. Uh, <laughs> Melissa, how'd you do before Taryn reveals his? Uh, well, you know, I made the right move, but it didn't help because I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure I bought Dane. I said I would buy as much Dane as I can, I think. But then I also kept my Anthony just in case because I figured Taryn would put his money on to Dane or something, and then I, I would have one all his bases. Taryn so, could literally buy the board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's really nothing I could have done. Yes. Uh, and I uh, all I had to do was buy four Kira shares and uh, I would have still beat uh, Melissa if Kira won. Um, so that's what I did. I bought four Kira shares, which I believe also tied me uh, for second place in the Reddit uh, stock watch because Beast made a, the, the right decision to uh, to lay the, the buying down and Beast decided to uh, to sit tight and bank all of their money there. Uh, so Beast is going to end up with the most amount of money overall. Um, I believe that's on this tab here. Um, Beast with 500 and 
and 66. I would have liked to, uh, I think next time, next time I'm going to enter anonymously on the Reddit uh, and I'm going to see we're playing, not, not having to worry about Brent and Melissa. See if I can play for the win. Uh, I I like that idea. Yes. Um, but congratulations to to Beast. Um, and then uh, I, I there was in second. 448 is how I uh, ended up there. And then in the patron group, uh, our very own Nikki turned out to be the winner with $320. Um, so Yay, uh, there you go. Very, very impressed with uh, with Nikki there in the patron group. So. All right. So wait, let me let me go after these people in the chat. OK, so. If you're over the stock watch and I see people who tweet me this and say, I don't like the stock watch, give us something else that you think that we can talk about for about an hour. Like, <laughs> well, okay. Give us something else that we can fill big brother Canada time with that, that we can give each person their due and talk about them. And also just so you know, we're always trying to make it better. Are we not Taryn? Yes. And we are, we, we, you know, if you have any suggestions, right. Send them our way. Go yes. Ahead, the, that, that was actually the next topic oh. because I did put a, uh, a place on the, uh, the form here, the survey for you to submit suggestions. And so, uh, people did. Um, so we have some suggestions or some feedback as well. Um, because basically what I've been doing with the stock watch over the last few seasons is, uh, slowly introducing more and more complications to the game to make it more fun to play uh and hopefully more interesting and uh but but at the same time like we started very simple because it's an audio podcast and we don't want to confuse people um and the feedback that i got was about 50 50 where people love the new version uh they're like this is the greatest thing ever i I love it it's so fun um it's great to to play or even to just watch and play and 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 and, you know see what happens um but then the other 50 percent were like seems fun to play but i could not follow it uh on the audio uh just Mm -hmm. i could did not understand what was happening i would like you to revert and make it simpler again because that was easier to follow um so uh, we do have some things to to iron out here i do i this is obviously an audio podcast and i want to make sure that everyone is able to uh enjoy it and and follow along at home i don't want to confuse anybody or, or bore anybody with anything i think that what we tried to do this season was limit the amount of time that we talked about the money part and just focus on the ratings everyone agrees they love the ratings they never want the ratings to go away um but it's just the money stuff that when they don't understand it they're not always on board so you know i think we've we've kind of limited the the talk about the money this season yeah, as much as we can fast be like okay like i'm in you know i taryn's in the lead i'm in second <laughs> you know yes whoa, whoa, whoa. i'm in second well that's why <laughs> i did it was that way for most of the season so there was a lot <laughs> of feedback uh specifically for melissa saying that they would like for melissa to uh learn how to be better wow guys wow okay look who got second place everybody let's all be real here oh yeah, my god for, that's such I, a kira thing to say though like look at me i got second place even though i'm like 500 well, hey I, yeah, I, well, I, look, like I got know, second place so i must have done something right right i, I would like to know how high. many people melissa beat <laughs> of all the people playing the stock watch because I, I i'm willing to bet she beat a, a fair amount of people yeah i'd probably be like what like Five people? <laughs> no, people? I should probably be more than I thought. You'd probably be more than that because I think a lot of people probably went all in to make a move and they probably pick wrong. So you know, 
Yeah, I think I'm sure yeah. you can beat more than five people. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is this is kind of the complication here because I, and I'm even seeing a lot of people in the chat like, no, I love this version. Like, don't go back to the simpler one. Like the people that that do follow along that like this, they love it. They, this they is, love this it. is so yes. much fun. Um, yes. it, but at the same time, it is a little complicated. So um, we're, we're 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 gonna try and work it out. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we'll have a more complicated version on the side that uh, that is not really as much a part of the audio version, but we can still maybe reference it. Uh, and then maybe have things a little more simple. We'll, we'll we'll try and figure it out as we go. There are a lot of suggestions to uh, to comb through here. So uh, we're going to do our best. Uh, you know, we, we you you are the priority always. Uh, we always want you to uh, to be able to follow along Thank and you, to Taren. enjoy the podcast. Oh, you mean um, you're talking to them. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would never, never say that to you, Brent. Um, so. <laughs> uh so yeah we're gonna do our best i i think that uh, the game version of this was was the best it's been i think that it was a lot of fun to play along um but uh but yes the audio uh, especially not being able to see things uh and then also you know the with so much money involved and how the price is changing so much uh, i can definitely see where it might have been a step too far in the complicated area of things so we'll try and figure it out but uh that's our season yeah. That's what we got. It just dawned on me, like, because the, the chat's talking about the fact that Rob ended up, you know, getting out of the Stockwatch. Like, R- Rob, like, uh, would look at Big Brother Canada uh, and be like, who, who, who is that? <laughs> like, it's been a while since Rob's been on a Big Brother Canada podcast. He's so busy with Game of Thrones and Survivor and Amazing Race. Like, Rob, Rob is a hardworking man. Yes. So I'm, I'm glad he's been able to get a little bit of. Uh, relief and not have to also cover Big Brother Canada. Alexandra, Sorry, Alexandra in the chat says, uh, Melissa, you would have been 10th in the patron group. There you go. Wow, that's not so bad. I think, I think so like bad. over 40 people played. So. Not so that's bad, Kira. Okay, all right. Thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> I'm the podcast, Kira. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Melissa. You're a lion. You played this game. Wow. You should I be proud of yourself. It. I totally believe it. Don't listen to anyone. You no, know, I believe it, but also this was my own idea. I am a lion. <laughs> I have thought of this on my own. No one's convinced me right. of it. <laughs> yes uh i also had some uh christina z uh always analyzing all the uh the raw stats from the yes, season thank you christina that- yeah, and Alexandra. Alexandra and, and Christina are doing such great work. They're, they're, like looking they're at all my, the stats, looking at all the stuff. It's so they're yes. such benches. Yes, they're great. Um, uh, Christina has some some stats here. Uh, Anthony, despite not winning the game, was consistently at the top of the Stockwatch ratings. He's going to have the highest overall average uh, over the course of the season, often beating Dane. Um, only Tyler. Uh, had a higher uh, percentage above his competitors throughout the season um, that uh, that Anthony was uh, very good over over the That's course of the season. Right. Even though Dane won the game, I think like in watching the episode, I mean, D- Anthony was clear and away <laughs> in control and, and, and far more insulated than Dane was. Dane was more exposed, especially in the end game. Yes, uh, Dane was the second place there at the uh, highest rated above his competitors. Um, only uh, only about 50 percent of the time was he rated higher than his uh, fellow pretty boys. But uh, he did still manage to pull out the win at the end. And that's what matters. Um, they pointed out that uh, week eight 
was the highest negative price difference between HOH and a nominee. Kira was HOH and was $1. And Dane was a nominee and was $9. Oh <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, and coincidentally, the previous leader was week eight of Big Brother 20 when the price difference between Fessy and Casey was $4. Uh, so that went from four to eight as a difference there. Um, with uh, with the all male pretty boy all male pretty boy alliance running the game, week five of Big Brother Candidate Seven saw the largest historical average rating difference between the those who strictly identify as male and female players at uh, a three point six seven difference. So uh, male players were rated consistently uh, higher than the female players uh, by a, a, an average of about. 3.6 um so uh the uh the previous uh in big brother 20 uh the the difference the largest historical difference favoring women was uh, 0.59 so uh we had a lot of uh gender disparity here on this season which is not super surprising not super surprising Taryn. <laughs> um then we have uh dane and anthony uh consistently scored uh nines or tens at a massive rate higher than the rest of the uh players this season um they about 20 percent uh each they got to nines or nines or tens from the audience um over the next person who was adam at nine percent and then uh <laughs> this is a great little chart when you compare that to uh tyler from big brother 20 he had about 40 percent um nines or tens throughout the season so uh tyler had a lot of great ratings um and then finally uh comparing ratings to uh, each other <laughs> Um, Melissa agreed with the audience the most. M- Melissa always, always won with the audience. 43% uh, of your ratings were the same as the audience. Um, but the people who agreed, the people who agreed most of, of anyone were uh, you and, and myself, Melissa. Wow. 57% of our ratings were the same. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have right it any other way. I, I, I know Brent my people. They know me. I, ha- I have my followers. Girl, bye. Brent, bye. Brent had the lowest percentage of audience uh, similarities. <laughs> 29, only so 29% of his ratings. Cheer to my um Melissa, who is really just across the board, uh, was similar to... Uh, Everyone else, um, 43% with Brent, 57% with me and 47% with the audience. Um, Brent, you and I agreed 37% of the time. No, here's to, here's to progress, Taryn. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's try and get that number lower. Um, all right. So there we go. That's, that's really time to talk about this season. I mean, I feel like we were in agreement about who was playing the best and who needed help. And, you know, I mean, like, I feel like the podcast probably works better when there's more disagreement, but you know, even I could see the reality of the situation on the season. Come on. I I have to turn on my podcast. Get on board. I I feel like our ratings should have been more similar because I felt like at least like the second, like half of the game, maybe a little bit more, we were all like, Yep, that person's not really great. Yep, that person's great. And we kind of like had the same sorts of ratings mm. and it kind of got pretty. Maybe they, they're the- actually looking at the exact score. So if we're not in exact agreement, that's considered a disagreement. Yeah. Like if you like if you give a five and I give a four, that's considered. Yeah, a I guess that's true. There yeah. was a few of that where it was like we knew they were in the top half or we knew they were in the bottom right. half, but we weren't like totally set on 
what the exact number is. Yeah. Yes. Well, uh, that, that's our season. You know, for whatever you thought about the season uh, on TV, I feel like this was uh, this was this is one of the best seasons for the coverage of the show. I really enjoyed it. I think that uh, we really had a, a really great time across the uh, the whole season. So uh, thank you for everyone that uh, that is stuck around uh, for the coverage, if not the show. And uh, and I hope you I hope you enjoyed this. I, I really do feel like this was uh, a great season for the podcast and uh, I, I really really enjoyed it and uh, I know I've seen a lot of, uh, of similar sentiment out there as well so uh, th- again thank you for all of the support along the way uh, just over a month until uh, Big Brother 21 oh boy I'm oh excited. boy I'm excited for the ready to leave BB20 in the dust yeah. BB21 coming up let's do it it's crazy. Uh, we are going to do a season rankings podcast very soon. So keep on the lookout for that. We're going to go over all of the Big Brother North American seasons. Uh, we're going to stick to U.S. in the initial podcast, and then we're going to do another one for the Canadian seasons as well and put those into the rankings as a whole to give one big master list of all the seasons. Um, and... This should be a fun one because uh, this is completely subjective. There's no right answer. So uh, you can be as wrong as Brent wants to be. Uh, exactly. he's, he's totally allowed. Oh, um, boys. Oh, boys. <laughs> I get a vote. <laughs> so that should be fun and uh and unlike the previous ranking podcasts that we've done in the past uh there will be audience participation now because we've got these forms so i'm gonna let the uh the audience give their rankings as well so that should be uh, a lot of fun too yeah agreed all right so that's what we have for you. I uh, once again hope you have enjoyed the season. Uh, I will be hopefully the the Adam and Sam interview will be released very soon. I'll be talking to Dane and then hopefully Anthony as well in the near future. So you've got that to look forward to. You've got the season rankings stuff as well. If you want to hear us talk about Survivor and it's not too late for Brent, uh, we might be on Twitch. I'm good. I, I can give you guys a half hour. All right, there we go. Uh, so uh, find so me if on you Twitch. Hear us Twitch talk about Survivor. Twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. If you yes. want to hear the Survivor talk, um, you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taryn. Brent is at One Lucky Gay. Melissa is it? It's Melissa with three, three of those A's. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's everything. So well, on to Big Brother Twenty One. On to Big Brother 21. Thank you once again. I, I'm honest, honestly and genuinely touched. There, there were so many messages uh, sent to me, um, you know, in Toronto, people, you know, saying that, uh, that they're, they're happy to see me there and that um, they, 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 they've, they've loved the, the coverage and that, uh, you know, they're, they're proud, proud of me for, for, for getting there. And uh, it really touched me. So uh, thank you. Thank you so much to, to all of you guys. It, uh, it, it really means a lot. Uh, I'm truly living a dream. And and it's it's all it's all you know yay! because of you. So um, yes, no, I'm, I'm you. really I'm really going yeah. <laughs> like like Taryn, you deserve that. You worked really hard this season. Like you do stuff that I just cannot oh, do. Yeah. Like I mean, like I don't want to get up every day and have to like be no. cut up like ready to go on the feeds at 10 a.m. in the morning or noon or whatever the hell you're doing it. Like you do really great work, so you should be applauded for that. Definitely, all definitely. Right. I mean, like who else is doing stuff like this? Nobody Plus else. You've been is doing hosting all the podcasts. 
you've been hosting all the podcasts too, like yes. for the Canada. And by the way, just to plug really quickly, yeah, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. What, Taryn, yeah, it's Taryn Armstrong, not Armstrong Terrence uh, Stack. You can so also find it on, on, on my tw- uh, Twitter page. There's, there's a link uh, in yeah. the bio. Also, if you've never, uh, just to, to get people to come <laughs> over there, uh, if you've never seen me and Taryn on a Twitch, when we're even more casual than we are here, then you're, you're definitely missing something. So <laughs> yeah. check that out. If you want to talk about Survivor, come on over. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Right. I'm telling you. Uh, all right. So thank you. Thank you once again. It, uh, it really means a lot. Everything that, uh, that you guys have been doing across the entire season. And we will see you very soon for uh for big brother 21 looking forward to it it'll be fun it'll be fun uh so that's what we've got thank you thank you so much for joining us and uh we'll see you next season